serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Dock and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Playoffs on the mind of your Jefferson City Renegades. A possibility to clinch a spot to next week's playoffs with a win here tonight in Nevada as the Renegades get ready to take on the Griffins. Welcome in, everyone. Hope you are enjoying this Tuesday night, wherever you are listening. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel coming to you live from the Docking Room Direct broadcast booth. And we've had some good games between these two teams in this ballpark this season. And I would assume we're in store for another one tonight as the Renegades look to drop what is currently, or stop what is currently a four-game losing streak and punch their ticket to the postseason and Monday's wild card round with a win here. And because that's so important, Bryce, I'm going to turn it over to you to give us a little bit of an update on the standings for the Renegades in the South Division. Absolutely. The Renegades sit at 15-21 and 21 with Nevada, who we play tonight, at 13-25. and 25. Sedalia, the two-seed, currently sits at 19-20. and 20. So the Renegades, it would take a lot, but do have a chance for that two-seed with the one-seed looking like Joplin has that wrapped up at 22-18. and 18. So like you kind of mentioned, if the playoffs started today, the Renegades would be traveling to Sedalia in the wild card round, and then the winner of that would take on the division winner in the next in the next day, which as of right now is Joplin. Fourth-place fourth team is eliminated, and the Renegades can do that tonight. They would end Nevada's hopes with a win here 
Overall, these two teams have played each other close. Nevada has taken two out of the last three, each by a run. Renegades had won a couple against them before that. Renegades had won four straight against Nevada up until these recent couple of losses. So now let's turn a little bit to tonight, and it's Davis Welch taking the mound for the Renegades, who you and I saw last week in this exact same ballpark in game two of what was a doubleheader. He pitched really well, and with this stretch of games that the Renegades are playing all in a row, they could use another performance like that here tonight. Absolutely. He pitched six innings last time we saw him here, and the Renegades need an appearance like that again, a long stretch. He, uh, he's got a 4.5 ERA, which ain't great, but he's got one official appearance. His other appearance was in non-league games. So if we could get six innings out of Davis Welch tonight, especially the way he pitched last time, the Renegades would be in good shape to probably close out this game and uh, close Nevada's playoff chances. Well, we're just a few minutes away here from first pitch at Lions Stadium, scheduled for just after 7 p.m. at the ballpark. A pretty hot night, maybe a little bit of a breeze, not a whole lot, but it's definitely coming into the booth a little bit as the umpires are currently standing at home plate looking to have a meeting with both coaches in just a moment. Renegades out in right field warming up. Meanwhile, a couple of Griffins players out in left doing the same. These two teams obviously know each other very well from both being in the South Division. And I'm sure the Renegades would love to be able to be the team that sends them packing for the season. And Blake and I talked about this a little bit last night, so obviously you didn't hear it, Bryce, but may obviously, based on the way the standings are, may not be the worst thing in the world that the Renegades uh, kind of wrap things up here in the next day or two because then you can kind of coast in to the last couple of days and really keep some of your arms healthy if the games don't have a ton of meaning. Absolutely. These last few games, especially if they close out tonight, you might not see the most normal pitchers as we uh, gear up for that Monday playoff game. And uh, that needs to be Coach Mike's and the Renegades' best idea is to keep your best arms ready to because uh, it's uh, win or go home once Monday starts if uh, we make it there. So, Best arms need to be available, so tonight needs to be almost treated as a playoff game to uh, wrap it up and secure your spot. Well, like you said, too, if the Renegades make it there, because don't want to get ahead of ourselves and to say that they're all but in, because if the Griffins win tonight and take back-to-back -back games, then things become very, very interesting. It would become just a two-game stretch in between the two of them, a two-game lead for the Renegades in third place. And with four to play, the, the Griffins would be very much alive because tomorrow night the Renegades play in Sedalia on the road against a team that's better than them and a playoff team. And then two straight against Joplin, one of the better teams in the league, although they are at home, not an easy task. So uh, it, it's very important that the Renegades take this one tonight because if this thing drops to just two games between the two squads, uh, it could start to get a, a little nerve-wracking. Absolutely, and then on Saturday they travel to Chillicothe. You know, while Chillicothe hasn't had a great time in the North Division, that's a tough road trip to make. And uh, you know, if Nevada sees the light at all, they might go ahead and run and take it. So tonight, tonight is a very important and stressful game, especially after last night, to where we made the comeback and just fell short with Nevada winning it in the uh, final innings there. So tonight the Renegades should be out for redemption, and uh, I'm sure to see some urgency out of the club. Like you mentioned, last night's game was a pretty close one, although the Renegades did not take it. They had lost 7-6, but do want to mention they did show a whole lot of fight because they fell behind 6-2 and could have easily lied down but came all the way back to Nodded at 6 and then just gave up one run in the final two innings to take the loss. Renegades used Colin Shreve, Xander Lovin, Roman Sherman, and Wyatt Fisher to cover the nine innings. They did get offensive production out of Adonis Forte at the top of the lineup who hit a home run. Cole Wagner scored twice. M. Garnamatic also scored one time apiece. And that's going to be the same four we'll see in the Renegades tonight. So four right there that have been getting it done as of late. And those are the four that you're really going to have to count on here to kind of ride into hopefully a playoff appearance. 
Absolutely. The top of the lineup is always most important. And it's always key to get a fast start as we uh, see Caesar as uh, he's looked strong. He pitched last time we were here in Nevada. And if it wasn't for the pass balls, and uh, he was cruising to an easy win. So um, top of the lineup needs to get started early. And uh, Cole Wagner looks to uh, repeat his performances here at Nevada with uh, the doubleheader last week. Uh, really, really strong performances with the home run and the top inning of both. Yeah, as you mentioned, Wagner had a great day in the 14 innings of play last Wednesday. Homer twice had the triple and then scored on the air, so essentially a little league home run there, and then came in to pitch, got the last couple outs. We may see Wagner pitch again tonight. He's in the lineup starting at DH, and he's listed as one of the Renegades pitchers, so it makes sense why they're trying to keep him off his feet and potentially use him in a late-inning situation. Something Wagner was not recruited as a pitcher and had not made it a pitching appearance at the college level until a couple weeks ago in an exhibition game, and now here we sit in the final final week of the season he may be one of the renegades most important arms out of the bullpen important to know cole wagner two appearances he's the only renegade pitcher with a 0.0 era he has yet to give up a run so uh wagner like you said didn't come in as a pitcher but looks to be a weapon here down the stretch so renegades like i said earlier looking to snap a four game losing streak they had been relatively hot heading into the four game skid they just split with nevada in the double header they had beat des moines once or twice before that their last win came against chillicothe last thursday at home a 4-2 final since then of three out of four on the road they've lost all four of four three losses sedalia 11-3 against st joe 5-4 against Joplin, and then last night 7-6 against Nevada. Now out of the last five games, 4-5 out of five in the South Division, so some familiarity there. And as the umpires and home plate coaches meeting is wrapping up, do you want to get you the starting lineup? Tonight is we're just minutes away from first pitch here at Lions Stadium between the Griffins and Renegades. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel bringing you all tonight's coverage from the Dock and Arm Direct Broadcast booth. For your Jefferson City Renegades sitting at 15-21, and 21, tonight's visiting team, Adonis Forte will lead off and play center field, followed by Cole Wagner hitting second and in the DH spot tonight. Andrew Imgarn, the third baseman, hits third, and Jack Matashek, the right fielder, is batting cleanup tonight. Luke Fuller takes a turn behind the dish. He's the catcher hitting fifth. The top five for the Renegades, all five the same as last night. It makes sense with the first four being lefties facing a writer in Caesar. So there's your top five in Forte, Wagner, Imgarn, Matashek, and Fuller. New guy into the order in the number ticks number six spot. That's Tommy Ruther in left field tonight. Ruther is a returning player to the Renegades. Junior from Missouri S&T hails from Washington, Missouri so his presence in the lineup will be much welcome tonight. As I mentioned, he's in left hitting six tonight. Just joined the team today. Carter Goring was three for four last night. Also had a sack final. Let's see if he can continue that hot stretch of hitting. Hitting seventh tonight and playing first. Colby out the second baseman tonight. Hits eighth and then Taylor Hopkins, the shortstop, hitting ninth for the Renegades. And as you and I mentioned a little bit, Davis Welch in the pitcher spot tonight for the Renegades. One more time, Forte, Wagner, Imgarn, Matashek, Fuller, Ruther, and then Gorling, Ott, and Hopkins with Welch on the mound. Wagner and Schmitz are the two scheduled to potentially come in in relief out of the bullpen. Don't want to put you on the spot, Bryce, but is there one Renegades hitter you're really looking to tonight to kind of jumpstart this offense? Absolutely. I usually go with Adonis to start off, but I have a good feeling about Matashek tonight, hitting from the left side. Right field is only 312. So uh, if he can pull a ball over the fence, I've really liked what I've seen from Matashek these past few days, really squaring up the ball, taking his walk, seeing the strike zone very well. So I look for Matashek to be my pick-to-click tonight. Well, as we move towards the Nevada Griffins lineup, Renegades once again, three games up on them in the division, can clinch a playoff spot tonight with a win and eliminate Nevada. Griffins sit at 13-25, and 25, and here is their starting lineup. 
as it looks like we're having a ceremonial first pitch going on at the ballpark. A bunch of kids out there. Looks to be a whole lot of fun. Pickering's going to go out there and catch that first pitch, and it's right down the middle, a perfect one. But to the lineup now, Nicholas Martino will lead off and play center field for the Griffins. Seth Gray batting second at third. He had a big go-ahead to RBI double in game one of the doubleheader last week. Luke Piazza plays first base and hits third tonight for Nevada, followed by Sam Man Warren. He caught last night. He's a DH tonight batting cleanup. Andrew Pickering has tormented the Renegades with first inning home runs. He had a two-run shot in the first inning last week, a three-run shot in the first inning last night, which ended up being a big difference in the 7-6 final. New addition to the lineup, Casey. Sanderson in left field batting six tonight. I'll let Bryce tell you a little bit more about Case in just a moment. Caleb Chance, the shortstop, hit seven tonight, followed by Mason Eastman in the eighth spot at second base, followed by Josh Hinojos, the catcher tonight behind the dish, hitting ninth. And then as we mentioned, the pitcher of the Renegades will be opposing Jeremiah Caesar. He had a great turn on the mound last week, and we'll see if the Renegades can have a little better success here tonight. So one more time, Martino, Gray, Piazza, Man Warren, Pickering, Sanderson, and then Chance, Eastman, Hinojos with Caesar on the bump. But kind of like the Re the uh, Renegades with the left fielder hitting in the sixth spot, a new addition. Same for the Griffins tonight. It's Case Anderson, and you did a little bit of research about him prior to this game. What do you have here on the new addition, a high score for the Griffins joining the lineup tonight? Absolutely. Case Anderson, a big lefty, left-handed hitter, left-handed thrower. He's a Nebraska commit. He, uh, he plays travel ball for the Midwest Mustangs and is an actual series prospect, so while Case Sanderson looks to have a little bit of power in his bat, he's also a power pitcher from what I've done my research on. So uh, we might see him uh, thrown to us tonight and would give Renegades possibly a little bit of trouble as he's a very good prospect, already committed to Nebraska. And now, not if Sanderson didn't already have enough athletic prowess, he's also a high school football player. From what I was told, he was in football practice this morning and he's here playing for the Griffins tonight. So that's. He possesses some talent. I think I kind of wish I had it. Absolutely. All of his numbers on uh, the prep school websites and whatnot show power. Power pitcher, power hitter. So I'm sure uh, he brings some of that to the football field also. Well, lineup introductions going on at the stadium. The Renegades wearing their blue jerseys and gray pants are currently lined up on the first base side. We'll see if those alternates have some good luck in them. I've seen a couple of Renegades wearing the orange sleeve lately. Adonis has it on tonight. Jackson Lovich, which congratulations to him. He was drafted by the Mets this afternoon. He was wearing the sleeve last night. Lovich obviously not here today. He had something, I think, a little bit, a little bit important going on today. As I mentioned, drafted to the Mets. He is a Missouri commit. But regardless, blue with gray pants for the Renegades and for the Griffins, the home team. They've got all gray, but the jersey is a cutoff, and they all got red undershirts going on. So that's your uniform matchup, and with that, we're just about ready to go here at the ballpark. Lions Stadium, Griffins, and Renegades. Big matchup in the Mink League South Division as we push towards the playoffs, and we hope you stick with us all night for coverage of this one. We're going to step aside for a couple of minutes with National Anthem and lineup introductions finishing up. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to exclusive Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. 
running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit vocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Just about ready to go here at Lions Stadium for the Renegades and the Griffins. Hope everyone enjoying their Tuesday night. And thanks so much for joining Bryce and I here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hopefully it's a happy night here at the ballpark because if a Renegades win, they clinch a playoff spot. But it will not be an easy task because I have to say... Just looking out the first baseline when everyone was out on the field during the National Anthem, it feels like this is the least amount of players that the Renegades have had travel to an away game. They are pretty scarce, and I think that's part of the reason why they've only got two bullpen pitchers listed and only two bench bats on the roster. Absolutely, and uh, Jackson Lovich not being here today as he was drafted in the 19th round by the Mets. So uh, on behalf, I can say on behalf of the Renegades and the Show Me Sports Network, Big congratulations to him as he has some options now as he's also a Mizzou commit. So uh, we hope the best for him, and uh, we will miss him here on the field tonight. Well, looks like it is time to get things going. Caesar versus Forte to get things underway. Forte with that back left foot on the back edge of the batter's box. Lefty-righty matchup. And here comes the first pitch. It is hit foul off to the left side, and it's now 0-1 on Forte. I like the approach from Forte going for first pitch. You know, Caesar has a slider that uh, if he can control it, it's uh, tough to hit. So Forte, I like the approach starting off. Back into the box now is Adonis. Had a home run last night, his second of the season. Other came in for Sedalia a couple days ago. Caesar's 0-1, misses outside. Now we're even at a ball and a strike. 
for the Griffins. They've got Eastman and Piazza on the right side, Chance and Gray on the left. Everyone looks to be in pretty normal spots. Second baseman Eastman playing pretty far back, only looks to be about a step or so in from the outfield grass. Here comes the one ball, one strike pitch. Hit on the ground of the first baseman. Piazza moving to his left. He's got it and takes it to the bag himself for out number one. Forte's retired on a ground out, and that's how Caesar gets his night underway. You mentioned Adonis's recent power power trip he's had right now with a couple homers in the past week. If uh, if he keeps that up, he's becomes a true five-tool player with his speed and also his hitting for average. So I uh, hope to see some Adonis power tonight. Well, now stepping in is Cole Wagner. Both times he came to the plate in the first inning last week, he helmered. That's with a slight open stance facing Caesar for the second time now in a week. First pitch to him is upstairs. That makes it a ball and no strikes. Wagner in the DH spot rather than left field tonight because he is mentioned as one of the Renegade's potential bullpen pitchers. Would have to think there's a pretty good shot. We see him, and that's why they're keeping him off his feet in the DH spot tonight. One ball and no strikes. Wagner will look at another one. This time finds the outside corner now. One and one count on the Renegades' left-handed batter. Doesn't look like Caesar's pitching Wagner away, even though the last time he was here, a great power night. Looks like he's going right at him. Emgarn on deck. Matashek in the hole. First four at-bats in this lineup are lefties. This one rolled over to second base. Eastman is up with it and throws in time to Piazza. Two up, two down, both on ground outs against Caesar, who looks to be inducing some weak contact early. Absolutely. We mentioned last game, too. Caesar, he works quick, already on the mound, ready to go. He's uh, looking to be in a group tonight, so the Renegades have to match that tempo. Andrew Imgarn tonight's third baseman, hits third and just steps into the box for the Renegades. Recently seen him elevated up to that spot. Had been in the middle of the order. I think we saw him hit second a couple times, but not a whole lot of hitting third until just a couple nights ago. And makes sense against a right-handed starter. First pitch to him will snap in, and that's a strike. Looked to be some good off-speed movement on that one. Absolutely. Backdoor slider came in there, and uh, Imgarn's going to have to look for that pitch and try to push it uh, to left field. So now Imgarn back into the box. It's pretty far back in the right side of it. This one is hit on the ground, slowly to shortstop. Chance is going to have to hurry as it died on the grass. The throw to first is just in time to get the hustling Imgarn, as that one was a weekly hit ground ball, but nice enough throw by Chance to get him. And three ground outs for the Renegades have this game off and running. We'll head to the bottom of the first inning. Taking the mound will be Davis Welch. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex, Doc and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Davis Welch on the mound for the Renegades in the bottom of the first inning and fires in a first pitch that misses inside for a ball. 1-0 on Nicholas Martino. Welch looking for some of the same success he had in this ballpark last week when he pitched six strong innings and got the win when the Renegades took game two of the doubleheader. 9-3, 1-0 pitch fouled off to the right side, 1-1. One one. I look for Welch tonight to... Uh try to match his opponent in Caesar. You know, Welch, I, we noticed last game, has a certain swagger about him on the mound, and uh, I'm looking forward to match and uh, trusting his offense to have Caesar make the first mistake. Welch, big, tall right-hander, squared to home plate, now goes into its one-up and will deliver the 1-1. One -one. It misses upstairs an inch. Now two balls and a strike. Welch has got Fuller behind the dish, calling the signs. Imgarn and Hopkins on the left side of the infield and Ott and Gorling on the right side. Welch now ready to go after that one missed up and in. So now two balls and a strike on the leadoff batter, Martino. Here's Welch's 2-1 delivery, also up and in. Now 3-1, and one. top three in the order here in the bottom of the first inning. Martino, Gray, and Piazza do up for the Griffins. This game just a few minutes underway. Starter Jeremiah Caesar for the Griffins got three ground outs against the Renegades in the top of the first. Neither of them really hit all that hard. So a good start for him. We'll see if Welch can match it. He's got to throw a strike here to Martino. The 3-1 pitch is fouled straight back, and now we've run it full. So now we'll see what Welch turns to in a 3-2 count. Seems like he's been pretty fastball heavy through the first couple pitches of this ball game. Some of them missing upstairs and in. That's been the most common miss through the three balls. But now it's run full after the foul to Martino. And now he steps back in the box. Righty-righty matchup. Martino in the back part of the left side batter's box. And here comes Welch's 3-2 delivery. It's fouled off, and we'll do it again. I agree with you. Looks like all fastballs. I wonder if he goes off speed here to try and get Martino to chase outside with a slider on the outside. So three balls and two strikes. Back-to-back -back fouls have us right here. Looks like they have Colby Ott on the right side at second base, almost standing on the edge of the grass. Everyone else... Pretty much in on the dirt. Here's the 3-2 again from Welch. It's hit out to right field. Matashek on his horse. Now slows up. Looks like he's got it red. Just in fair territory. Makes the catch for out number one. Martino is retired to get things going. Good on Welch to get back in the count there when he was down 3-1. He did a good job to get back in the count. And we know how good this Nevada middle of the order is. So to get that first out should give the confidence for Welch to uh, get cruising here. So now into the box is Seth Gray. He's... Seen him hit both in the middle part of the order and in the top half. Hit it second tonight for the Griffins. 
has had a couple big RBI doubles in the last week when these two squads have matched up. First pitch by Welch. He went off speed there to miss outside 1-0. and Yep. I'm sure he knew that Gray was in the uh, batter on deck circle looking at all these fastballs, and I was going to try to get him to chase. I like it. So now one ball and no strikes. Goring moves a few steps in before the pitch, and now another off-speed is swung on a missed one-and-one. One. Gray way out in front on that one. So now one ball and one strike count. Welch making his second start. First one came in a seven-inning doubleheader, this time a nine-inning ball game. 1-1 one, one pitch is going to miss low. Now two balls and a strike. Looks like after going all fastball to Martino, Welch has gone all off-speed so far to Gray. I cannot lie to you. Strange approach, but... Uh... If he can get this out, I like it. So two balls and a strike. First baseman and left-handed hitter Luke Piazza waits on deck. First two bats righties. This one hit high in the air off to the right side in foul territory. Goring going after it. He now will skip a few steps and make the catch just in front of the Renegades dugout for out number two. Weak contact there against Welch. And like you said, doesn't matter the approach. Just matters that he got out number two. Absolutely. So now after two up, two down, Piazza will step in. No base runners yet for either side as there's two outs in the bottom of the first inning. We'll see if Welch can match Caesar and get first three retired. Caesar went all three ground balls, and so far Welch has gotten two in the air. So we'll see if the third comes away via the ground or the air. Piazza will swing and miss at the first pitch, a off-speed pitch just above the plate, and Piazza swung over the top of it now 0-1. Designated hitter in last night's catcher, Sam Main Warren, waits on deck for the Griffins. Looking to win their second straight against the Renegades and make this just a two-game gap between the two squads. Next pitch misses low, one and one. Four games left to play for each team after tonight. And with a Nevada win, it would be just two games to separate the two and have the Griffins very much alive. But if the Renegades win, they clinch a playoff spot and eliminate the Griffins from playoff contention. It's so now one ball and one strike. Here's Welch's delivery. It's hit on the ground to Goring. That's a fair ball and into right field. That's going to be extra bases. Piazza will make the turn. He's now slow as he's going to stay at first base as Matashek got to that ball quickly. It was hit on the ground and just patched the reach of Goring and just stayed fair as well. But good hustle there by Matashek to hold Piazza to just a two-out single. Absolutely. I was about to say the same thing. The way Matashek was on his horse, got over there quick, That uh, that's a big help to Welch as a runner on first is uh, a lot more comfortable than a runner on second for him. So two out single first base runner for either side. It's Piazza in the bottom of the first inning. Now Sam Man Warren, the DH, is in. Goring holds on Piazza at first base. Pitch misses low. And Man Warren will take it, so 1-0. Andrew Pickering has tormented the Renegades in first innings. Last night... Starter Colin Shreve retired the first two batters before back-to-back -back singles put two on with two out and Pickering then a homer to make it three to nothing. Walsh trying to not let that repeat again here tonight. No balls and a strike. Or excuse me, one ball and no strikes. Now two balls and no strikes as Walsh misses upstairs with a fastball. So Welch looking to buckle down and get out number three. Don't want to face Pickering with two on and two out with the power that he's got. A throw over to first, but back in safely with a head first dive is Piazza. Just singled down the first baseline, just past Gorling a moment ago to put him right there. But good play by the right fielder Matashek kept him at first rather than making his way to second base. So two balls and no strikes on Man Warren. 
Short lead off first base for Piazza. This one popped up on the infield right side. Ott's calling it. He comes in just a few steps in front of the grass and makes the catch. Calls off Gorling for out number three. Nice work there by Welsh to work around the two-out single. So neither side does much damage in the first. We'll head to the second inning, 0-0 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Second inning we go on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel bringing you tonight's coverage of Renegade versus Griffins. And hopefully for those of you that are listening on your headphones, you can now hear out of the right side as I was messing with it all half inning to try and figure out what the problem was until I realized I just didn't have a cord plugged in all the way. So rookie broadcaster over here, you, you live and you learn. We'll get it figured out at some point. But regardless, Renegade's looking to strike first as we head to the top of the second inning. Caesar got three ground outs in the first and Matashek looks at a ball outside, 1-0 and on the Renegades' cleanup hitter and right fielder. Made a very nice play in the top of the first to track down a ground ball base hit and hold the batter Piazza to just one base. Matashek in a 1-0 count, bats with a pretty open stance and will swing and pop one up to the left side in the 1-0, but it's going to get out of play, so we're even at a ball and a strike. Look for the catcher waits on deck. Tommy Reed, their new addition, waits in the hole. Matischek has been scolding on for the Renegades as of late, especially now in the base department. He's got an on-base on the season over 400. So we'll see, see if, we'll see if he can be the first Renegade to reach tonight. After the first three were retired in the first, after the foul ball, Matischek now back into the box facing Caesar. Here's the one ball on one strike pitch coming from the Griffins' right-hander. It is going to be looked at as it misses just outside two and one. Good look by Matashek there as uh, he swung on an outside fastball pitch before he uh, took that one. It seems that he's figured out that spot. Matashek now had two balls and a strike. Here comes the delivery. This one in the air out to center. Hit pretty well. Martina going back, but now camps under it and will read it and make the catch for out number one. Looked like off the bat that ball had some carry to it, but Martino plenty of time to run under it for out number one. So Matashek is retired full to come into the plate and holy wait for that. As Bryce and I come to you from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth, I want to tell you to go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservation at mlexpress.com. 
First pitch to Fuller. He went around. That's going to be strike one. Swinging on a pitch low and away. So now 0-1 on the Renegades catcher. Hopefully we're taking the Doc and Norm bus back. A happy bus ride tonight and playoff bound. That would be nice. It would be. If the Renegades can win here this evening. 0-1 pitch to Fuller. Misses way low and away. So now a ball and a strike. That first pitch to Fuller was Caesar's best slider tonight. Very nasty. I can see why he went around. So four now back into the box, reached as the tying run in the ninth inning last night, but the run never came around to score, and the Renegades lost 7-6. Caesar in a one-run count. Here's his delivery. This one hit to the left side and out of place. Now one ball and two strike on Fuller, who homered in this ballpark in June when the Renegades came here. I say homered in quotes because it was just fair called by the umpires. It was a questionable call down the left field line, but it went in way of the Renegades slugger. He'll take it. And we'll see if he could provide some similar power, give the Renegades their first base runner of the night. Four up, four down so far. And now a no ball and two strike count on four. Excuse me, one ball and two strike count. This one swung on a miss on a pitch low and away. Caesar gets him to chase. That's his first strikeout of the night. And Fuller's retired for out number two. Excited to see, uh, I guess, new for this season, Renegades member, but uh, a common face in the past couple of years, Tommy Ruther, uh, hitting six in the lineup, just showing up on the team. I'm sure Coach Mike... Uh, Knows his uh, ability to hit, so I'm excited to see what he's got. So Reether into the box for his first at bat, returning Renegades player in left tonight, and looks at a ball upstairs, 1-0. and I'll say Reether joined the team today like he had been a part of it all season, went right back and played Mafia on the bus ride, and as many Renegades fans know, that's a tradition on the bus rides, and he joined right in like he had been hanging with the guys all season. First game for him, now swings, lines this one to right center field, and that's down for a base hit. Martino over to get it. Reether hustling out of the box. He's going to make the turn ahead to second base. Stumbles a little bit, but he's in there standing with a two-out double, and the new guy coming up big for the Renegades, their first hit of the night. He's now in scoring position with two outs in the second inning. Like I said, Coach Mike knows best. He sees two pitches and takes it. Beautiful piece of hitting and uh, gets a double to have uh, Gorling give an RBI opportunity here and hopefully get him hoping get a early Renegades lead. And not only that, Reether hustling out of the box. He was smelling double all the way on a ball that wasn't hit all that deep into the gap. Martino over to cut it off, and when he got it, Reether was already halfway to second base. So good hustle there. We'll see if it comes back to pay off for the Renegades. Gorling now in, went three for four last night, also drove in a run on a sack fly, and a base hit could make this one nothing. He'll swing and foul this in and out of the glove of Hinojos behind the plate, 0-1 now on Gorling. So Caesar just allowing the first base runner after tying the first five on a bunch of ground outs, a fly out, and a strikeout, and Reether now gets to have the crisp 1,000 batting average on the season. Takes his lead off a of second base. They don't hold him on, just more concerned about the batter. Gorling, who's behind in a no ball, one strike counts. Caesar checks the runner a few times now, delivers this one, try to backdoor a slider. He actually did get the call. Man, that's a tough pitch for Gorling to take. It's now 0 2. Absolutely. Looked inside to me, but uh, it had some bend onto it, so the home plate umpire gives it Caesar's way. So now Gorling going to have to battle. He's got a runner out at second base with two outs. 0 0 ball game in the top of the second inning. And an O-ball two-strike count to Goring. Here's Caesar's delivery. It's up and in, and that gets Goring, and he's going to be hit in the arm. That'll send him down to first base. Hopefully he's all right. He started to go around, clearly never crossed the plane, but gets hit on the right arm, and now is going to be checked on by head coach Mike D'Amelia. He tells him he's all right, though, and he'll head down to first base with a hit-by-pitch. Caesar tried to uh, go back-to-back with the inside slider, and that one just caught him a little bit inside. Hopefully Goring's okay as he's a... Big piece here down the stretch, not only uh, in the field, but also pitching. 
Going now on first base, Renegades have head coach Mike D'Amelio coaching first night, so he's have a few words with him. I think that got going on the wrist, maybe forearm area. Looks he'll be all right, though. Now he's going to take his lead as a runner. Still at second base is Reether. He doubled with nobody on and two outs here in the top of the second inning. And Colby Ott stepping in the second baseman. One of the most sure-handed defenders for the Renegades. Look at it come up here big from the plate. Good speed on both parts of the base pass. They don't hold either runner on. And your Caesars first delivery odd. It is swung and fouled back 0-1. Looks like Caesar went with the heat there. Almost looked like that one was right down the middle and Ott was laid on it and fouled it back. It does. Ott had some words uh, to himself knowing that he missed that one. So Renegades looking to jump on the board first. Their first five hitters were retired before Reether and his first at-bat of the season doubled to right center field. Then Goring was just hit by a pitch. 0-1 is grounded to the left side. Gray's got it and will just take it to third for the force out. And that is out number three on the fielder's choice. So the Renegades do threaten with a couple base runners, but leave them stranded. So we'll head to the bottom of the second inning. 0-0 ball game. Renegades and Griffins on the Show Me Sports Network. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy, Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Davis Welch taking the mound for the second inning. He was good in the first, gave up just one base runner, a two-out single to Luke Piazza, and now will face the middle part of the Griffins' order here in the second. 0-0 ball game. Benjamin Bryce Creasel, happy to have you with us tonight and hoping to celebrate a Renegades trip to the playoffs with you in just a couple hours. Middle of the order, like I mentioned, for the Griffins, 5-6-7 as Pickering looks at a first pitch ball, 1-0. With Pickering, Sanderson, and Chance. I guess the good thing is for the Renegades that they're not facing Pickering. One with nobody on, and two, it's in the second inning and not the first where he's done a lot of its damage. 1-0 pitch to Pickering. Hit well to right center field, and that's going to get in the gap for extra bases. So Pickering does it again to the Renegades. Pickering on his way to second base. Matashek's got it in the right center field gap, but in standing easily at second base, that's a leadoff double for Pickering to start the second inning for the Griffins. You can't help to notice that Pickering has been a thorn in the Renegades' side all year at I, like you said, he's 
done it in the first a bunch, but uh, he brings it here to the second with the leadoff double, so Welch got some work to do. And now Case Anderson, Nebraska commits. High score here in Nevada will take his first at-bat with a runner in scoring position and nobody out in the bottom of the second inning against Renegade starter Davis Welch. Wouldn't be surprised maybe if they potentially put the bunt play on and move the runner over to third. But we'll see. Pretty slight open stance for Sanderson. Small lead off a of second base for Pickering. Welch looks back at him and will now deliver the first pitch. It's a called strike on the fastball outside corner. 0-1 to Sanderson. Beautiful first pitch strike right there, right on the outside corner. Love the way he's setting Sanderson up for small speed. And again, he's got going and on on the right side. They play pretty much at normal depth. Shortstop Hopkins maybe shaded towards the second base bag a little bit. Makes sense with the left-handed batter. Emgarn also over there. This one a off the end of the bat. Hopkins is going to play it on a bounce. It's going to be thrown in time to first get it. Sanderson and Pickering had to hold because it was hit right at the shortstop. So a big out number one as the runner stays put in. Sanderson is retired. Sanderson, as you mentioned, is a football player. He, uh, to give the people on the radio a picture here, looks like probably a tight end. Well, that, but he does have some speed because he looks like he was moving up the line pretty good. Yeah, I would tight end makes sense because of the size. He's a pretty Absolutely. big hitter. But certainly some speed there because Hopkins fired a missile over to first base and still only beat Sanderson by about a step. So he made that a close play. It was kind of in between for Hopkins between the time for and try and catch it on the fly and play it on a hop. So now one out. This one fouled back 0-1 on Caleb Chance. Shortstop hitting seventh tonight for the Griffins. Pickering started this inning with a double to right center field. Still currently out there now with one out. If... Welch can get chance here to give him a big shot to get out of this inning scoreless after having to immediately start with a runner in scoring position. 0-0 ball game in the bottom of the second. Now odd shading towards the second base bag with a right-hander in. Here comes the next pitch. This one hit on the air. Ott's going to jump, and he's going to make the leaping grab. Goes to the ground in just shallow right center field. But he hung on to that base. Well, that's a huge catch on the sinking line drive, and a big out number two. Chance is retired. Odd one out into just shallow right center field grass and leaps for that one to make the jump and catch. And the Renegade sure-handed second baseman makes another play. And at the very least, if that gets by, that's first and third with one out. Maybe a run scored. And Chance has one stolen right there by Colby Ott. Colby Ott with a fielding percentage of 953. So he's been making these plays all year. So now Eastman in in a two-out RBI opportunity. This inning started with a double to lead things off, but since ground out and line out have kept Pickering, kept right at second base. Now Chance, excuse me, not Chance, Eastman first pitch swinging, fouls off to the right side, 0-1. Impressed with Eastman to even uh, be able to foul that pitch off. Uh, very good slider on the outside. Pickering on the line drive off the bat of Chance. What did kind of have to hold to make sure it was caught, so I don't think he scores, but would have been first and third with only one out. Instead, Ott makes the catch, and now runner on second with two outs. And an 0-1 count on Eastman. Here's Welch's delivery. Swung on a miss, blew the fastball by him. 0-2, Welch looking for his first strikeout of the night. I like his chances here. Eastman uh, looks a little nervous at the plate, I would say. So I look for Welch to uh, go straight attack mode here and maybe not even waste a pitch. No balls and two strikes on the second baseman, Eastman. Runner on second with two outs and a 0-0 ball game. Bottom of the second. Slider swinging a miss as Eastman chases a pitch with some nasty movement. And Welch has got out number three. Strange runner at second base. To the third inning we go. Still scoreless here on the Renegades Radio Network. We'll be right back in just a few moments. 
Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Jeremiah Caesar back out for his third inning on the mound. He's pitched two scoreless so far against the Renegades. And Taylor Hopkins trying to help change that lead off the top of the third inning 0-0 ball game. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel on the Show Me Sports Network. Hopkins looks at a ball inside, 1-0 to get things off. After Hopkins, it'll be back to the top in Forte and Wagner for the Renegades here in the third inning against Caesar. So far, Caesar struck out none, hasn't walked about or just given up one hit. That was a double by Reether, also hit Gorling last inning. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Hopkins. It's upstairs and in, two balls and no strikes now on the Renegade shortstop. I like the stat that Caesar hasn't struck anybody out yet. We saw last game to where uh, he's got really good stuff, so the fact that the Renegades are putting ball in play uh, gives me some hope for some runs to come soon. So now two balls and no strikes on Hopkins. He will swing and foul this one off, 2-1. On Speaking of strikeout, you mentioned to me just after we went to break to end the bottom of the second inning, that Welch slider that he threw to end that and end the at-bat to Eastman, probably one of the best sliders we've seen him thrown in, in both appearances so far. If he's got that going, look for Welch to go deep, deep into this game. So now two balls and a strike on Hopkins. Defense pretty much straight up on the infield line to the right side. A diving attempt by Eastman, but that's into right field for a single. Hopkins has got the Renegade's second hit of the night, and he's on to lead off the third inning. Nicely done by the Renegade shortstop to punch that the other way, just out of the outstretched glove of Mason Eastman at second base. Hopkins batting at the end of the lineup with a 265 batting average. I love his ability to pull to the opposite field. He's a talented hitter, even, even though he bats in the bottom of the lineup. Well, Hopkins had a little bit slower of a start to the season. Incoming freshman makes sense taking some time to adjust, but really for about the past three weeks or so, he's been arguably one of the Renegades' best hitters. And I know you say he's batting at the bottom of the lineup. Why is that? Um, it's it's worked, and I don't think you mess with that. So it's 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 great for the Renegades to have someone there. Forte swings first pitch, and a leaping grab by Chance at short to throw back to first. Hopkins in there in time. And Forte is an opposite field stolen from him by Caleb Chance. A leaping grab for out number one. With the DH implemented too, the bottom of the lineup, you know, Coach Mike might be thinking that uh, you get Hopkins on and get Forte a chance with the runner uh, on base. So I think uh, Coach Mike knows what he's doing there with Hopkins' uh, ability to get on most times than not. 
Forte looked like he was going to give the Renegades back-to-back -back opposite way singles before the 5'10 shortstop Caleb Chance leaped up to grab that one. It's now in as Wagner. He swings first pitch. That's into right field for a base hit. Wagner's got his first hit. Hopkins will stop at second base. And three very well hit balls by the Renegades here in the top of the third inning. They've now got first and second with one out. Need to take advantage of Caesar right now. Looking like he's struggling a bit. Get on him early so uh, we can get to that Nevada bullpen. It's now the number three hitter and lefty hitting third baseman Andrew Imgarn will step in. Renegades put three balls in play this inning, two of them for singles off the bat of Hopkins, and now Cole Wagner there at first and second base. One out, 0-0 zero, zero ball game, and now let's see if Imgarn can put Jefferson City out in front against Caesar, who so far through two and a third is now allowed three hits, has not struck out or walked a batter. Here comes his first delivery to Imgarn, who will take away outside one and all. Looked like he tried to go back door slider, and that one was nowhere close. So now back into the box after the ball is Imgarn. We'll wait just a moment as the catcher had to readjust his mask. That's no host back there. Don't have either either batter, or excuse me, either runner is being held on. First baseman Piazza playing behind Wagner at first. Here comes the 1-0 pitch. Imgarn hits this one well to right. It's hit very well to right. Going back is Pickering, and it is 3-0 Renegades thanks to Andrew Imgarn's three-run bomb in the top of the third inning. Little to no doubt where that one was headed off the bats, and Imgarn's got a three-run blast out to right field. So far a hit that Pickering barely went back on that one. He knew where it was headed, and the Renegades have struck against Caesar here in the third inning. Perfect lineup placement with... Uh... Getting your high on base guys early in the lineup and M Garden. You know, stature doesn't look like a three hole hitter, but uh, clearly he's got some power in that bat and uh, gives the Renegades a great chance to get ahead of this game and uh, get in Caesar's bag here a little bit. Well, three hits now in this inning for the Renegades, three out of the last four batters, and M Garden from the left side of the place t plate turned on that baseball. It's now 3 nothing Renegades. Matashek in with one out, looks at a ball. That didn't even make it to home plate. It's now 1-0 on the Renegades cleanup hitter. He flew out to center field to start his at-bat in the second inning. So similar to how the Griffins jumped out in front of 3-0 last night, Renegades now have 3-0. This time in the top of the third inning, just about 40 minutes or so into this ball game here at Lions Stadium. 1-0 pitch to Matashek, swung on a miss on a pitch low. So he's now even at a ball and a strike. This inning started with a single to right by Hopkins. Forte then lined out on a leaping grab. Wagner then singled to right field to put first and second with one out until Imgarn just turned on a baseball and sent it out here. It's now 3-0 Renegades. 1-1 pitch to Matashek is cropped on the ground to the right side, but that's foul now 1-2 and two on the right fielder. Slider thrown by Caesar there, and it, uh, it didn't have much bite onto it. I, I wonder if he just lost the grip maybe a little bit here, and uh, that's what's explained for all the uh, solid contact we've seen in the third. So now the Renegades have given starter Davis Wilkes three runs of support, headed when he will be back out in the third inning. Swinging a miss by Matashek, he chases down and away. That's Caesar's first strikeout of the night, and out number two here in the third inning. Matashek went chasing down and away for that one. And he is struck out swinging, so that's the first for Caesar who looks to get out number three now in the third inning against catcher Luke Fuller. Fuller playing all over the diamond this season for the Renegades team at third base, left, right, DH, and catches tonight. First pitch coming to him will miss way outside. Looked like he tried to fire that one in there and missed in the left-handed hitter's batter's box 1-0. 
four struck out. Excuse me. So Caesar does. Caesar had one strikeout. He struck out four in the second inning. I forgot to add that one. So Matashek was his second strikeout. Curtis Renegades have gone to him early. Fuller will look at a pitch in there. A call strike backdoored that one now, one and one. Good pitch there. Fuller uh, needs to be looking for that inside corner to try to drive it to uh, left field here. Fuller, Renegades catcher back into the box. Bats from the right side will swing and miss this one. Looks like season one off speed there. And Fuller swung over the top of it. It's now a ball and two strikes. Fuller looking to avoid being struck out for the second time in two at-bats. So back into the box now is the Renegades catcher. Noho's putting down the signs. Looks like he's going to set up inside. The one-two pitch will go outside and miss now two and two. Looks like before the pitch, Noho's was moving towards the inside part of the plate and then that one misses out and away. So now two balls and two strikes. Eastman and Piazza on the right side of the infield. Chance and Gray on the left side playing pretty much straight up. Two and two pitch. Swung on a miss on the slider down and away. Fuller's down on strikes for the second time tonight and Caesar rebounds to strike out the last two of the inning. But the Renegades get to him. They put three on the board thanks to Andrew Imgard's three-run blast out to right field. And we'll head to the bottom of the third inning with the Renegades out in front, three to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Davis Welch now aided with three runs of support, taking the bump for this bottom of the third inning. Renegades now out in front thanks to Andrew Imgarn's three-run blast. And we'll see if Welch can now come back out and keep it right where it is. I truly think one of the harder things for a starter is to come back out for the inning after when your team just scores a bunch of runs and really stay locked in. What do you think Welch needs to do here to keep this thing scoreless for him against the Griffins? I think just to understand that you know, it looked like Caesar back on those last two batters. You know that uh, play with the lead. So uh, when it does go to Wagner, you know Wagner with the zero ERA, two appearances, but uh, still young at pitching. And then this will be Nevada's second time seeing him. So uh, might be some run score later. So Welch needs to keep going strong here. He'll face the number nine hitter Josh Hinojos to lead things off and fire in a strike on the fastball. Oh and one. So far through the two innings, Welch has struck out a batter, given up two hits, but no runs. 
And we'll now face 9-1-2 and Hinojos, Martino, and Gray in the bottom of the third inning. This one hit on the ground, out to short. Hopkins to his left, got it on a couple of bounces, then throws to first. It pulls Goring off the bag, and he can't make the swipe tag. That'll be an E6, and that gets a base runner on first to start the inning for the Griffins. Ball took a weird hop to Hopkins after uh, it got off the grass. I think that might have got him off the stride a bit. And Goring trying to make a swipe tag on the way by, but Hinojos just about a step in front of Goring, so couldn't be able to do it. So give credit to Anojos for hustling up the line because if he's dogging it, Goring makes the tag there for out number one. And since he beat it out, now a runner on first base. Third base runner that Welch will have to deal with going out of the stretch against now the top of the order. Martino in there, Gray on deck. Both made outs in the air in the first inning. So far the only two hits was a Piazza single in the first and then a Pickering double in the second inning. Now, first pitch is going to miss low, and that gets passed forward to the backstop, so Anojos will go up to second base on the wild pitch. Runner in scoring position with nobody out in the third now against Welch. And Martino now ahead in a one ball, no strike count. I think that's another tough thing for a pitcher after an error where you're expecting to out off the bat. I think it's tough to lock back in and uh, adjust to your situation. I hope to see Welch lock back in after that pass ball. So now 1-0 on Martino. Gorling playing just a step behind the infield grass at first base. Now comes even in on the grass. He may be expecting bunt. This pitch misses inside. Now 2-0 to Martino. Rest of the infield plays pretty much normal position. Jim Garden at third is not came in. At shortstop, Hopkins is back just in front of the outfield grass. And then out the second baseman shaded a little up the middle. But they've got Gorling essentially on the cut of the infield grass. So two balls and no strikes on Martino. Here's the delivery. It will be in there, a called strike. Good location on the fastball to make it two and one. So after missing with the first two, Welch comes back with the heat and gets the called strike. Had to battle with a runner on second. Nobody out last inning. Retired three straight to get out of it. Going to have to do the same now. And the Renegades leading three to nothing in the bottom of the third. Hinojos dancing off a second base, 2-1 and one on Martino, and here's Welch's delivery. It's hit in the air to right center field. It's sinking fast. Ott will jump. He can't get it. Forte over, and they're going to wave around Hinojos. Forte still to the plate on a couple bounces. is cut off by Goring. That's an RBI single for Martino, and it's now 3-1. to one. Aveda has jumped on the board on a ball that just got over the leaping glove of Colby Ott. About three inches away from another highlight catch by Ott. Welch is going to have to... Uh... Just take that one in and bounce back here and get some outs. So that'll be an honor and run against Welch as Hinojos reached on the E6. But regardless, he comes around to score and still nobody out in the bottom of the third inning. Martino now on first base and nobody out. Seth Gray popped out to first. His first time up steps in. Short lead off first Martino going holds him on. He's going to show bunt and then pull it back. It misses for a ball 1-0. So now looking to bounce back is Welch, was gifted with three runs of support coming into the inning, has now lost one of those to make it 3-1. to one. Still two runs work with Batang run in Gray stepping in. Once again, Goring holding the runner, Martino on at first base, one ball and no strikes on Seth Gray. Here's Welch's delivery. It misses outside, now 2-0 and oh on the third baseman. So Welch had struck out a batter, given up two hits through the first two innings, now adds one more hit and an unearned run. And you guys have pretty much everyone in their normal spots with nobody out and a runner on base. In the bottom of the third inning, Welch will set at the belt, working out at the stretch with a runner on. Here's his 2-1 chop to the right side. It is going to be a foul ball. 
excuse me, it was to the left side, and Imgard tried to play it, but it was left of the third base bag. So now two balls and a strike after the foul ball against Gray. Seth Gray, a 281 hitter, so Welch needs to be careful. He, uh, according to his numbers here, it looks like he can take it to all fields, so he needs to be careful with pitch execution right here. Third batter of this third inning. So far, nobody out, an error, and then a RBI single has this thing at 3-1. to one. Still in favor of the Renegades. Welch in a two-ball, one-strike count to Gray. Takes a deep breath before now delivering the 2-1 pitch. It's going to be swung on, grounded back to Welch. He's off the mound. He will go to first. He bobbled it slightly. They get Gray for out number one. Looked like he may have had a shot at second, although it would have been a long throw. Welch just taking the shirt out for out number one. After the bobble, I think that's a smart decision. I do too. Instead of uh, throwing a pass, Colby Ott's head and having Adonis have to back it up and the runner probably moving to third, just get the simple out and uh, trust in your pitches and execution. So now Luke Piazza will step in. He singled a right in the first inning, puts a ball like that in play again, and this would be a 3-2 ball game because Nicholas Martino is at second base. One out now. Lefty batter is in, so this time now Hopkins shading up the middle. Welch will set, quickly glance back towards runner Martino, who now takes a couple steps back towards the bag. A second look out there now for Welch. And now we'll deliver the first pitch to Piazza right down the middle, a strike going one. Looked like Welch was eager to get ahead in the count of Piazza. He had fallen behind 2-0 and to each of the last two batters. This time to Piazza, essentially just gives him one, and Piazza was willing to take it. So now ahead, no balls and one strike. Welch looking to keep this just one run scored, an unearned run for the Griffins here in the third inning. We'll check the runner again a couple times, basically staring at him now. And here's the 0-1 pitch to Piazza, misses outside, 1-1. One and one. Sandman Warren popped out to second his first time up. He waits on deck tonight's DH. He had scored all three of their runs in the top half of this inning thanks to two singles and a three-run home run. All three driven in by Andrew Imgarten. I believe that was his first blast of the season. You can double-check, but I would assume that was home run number one. Welch now in a 1-1 count. Piazza will ground it to the left side. That's down the line, and it's just foul. That was oh so close to being extra bases and a run scored, but it goes foul, and it's now 1-2 and two on Piazza. I can't confirm that was Andrew M. Garden's first blast of the year. He did join the team a little bit later, so not as many at-bats, but, yep, that's the first one. We've seen some guys who haven't hit a lot of homers. Forte's got two in the last couple of days now, and M. Garden adds one to his total. We just need Matishak to get his first of the season. Absolutely. All your average guys are starting to shoot for power, so you need Fuller and Matishak and all your power bats to uh, start putting them over the fence also. One ball and two strikes on Piazza. Welch looking for out number two. Martino at second base. It's pitch called. Strike three. Fastball off the knees. And a big out number two as a backwards K to Piazza. That's Welch's second strikeout of the night and a big one here in the bottom of the third inning. I think Piazza was looking off speed because that fastball was pretty center cut. But uh, Welch looked like he put a little bit extra behind it, so he might have just blown it right past him. So now it'll be up to Sandman Warren if Nevada wants to add a second run or more here in the third inning. He steps in with the runner on second base and two outs. So now the decision by Welch to throw to first. A moment ago, room's even larger since he was able to come back and get Piazza on strike. So still a runner at second base and two outs. Welch looking a couple times at the runner, now delivered to slider. It bounces away from Fuller, but Martino, who started to go to third, will make his way back to second. 1-0 now on Man Warren. I'm sure in Welch's head that he's going to go right at Man Warren so Pickering doesn't come up to the plate with a couple base runners on. Well, 
Welch fell behind two balls and no strikes on Man Warren in the first in a similar situation with the runner on and Pickering waiting on deck, but then got the pop out on the third pitch of the at-bat. Ott now standing on second base, but Welch will deliver. This one misses up high with a fastball 2-0. Looked like Ott wanted to throw there to try and get Martino off the bag at second base. We've seen him shade up the middle, but this time he went all the way over to the bag. Welch was looking right at him, but decided not to step off and throw. And then missed with a ball. So now two balls and no strikes on Man Warren. Welch looking to get out number three and send us to the fourth at three to one. Fastball hit to right field. Matashek running. He's still after it. He's not going to get it. And that'll go up against the wall for extra bases. And to score from second base is Martino. The throw to second. The tag is made and he's out at second base. A perfect relay from Matashek to Ott to Hopkins at second base. And they retire Man Warren for out number three. Run to score. But perfect defense there by the Renegades keeps more damage from coming. And that ends the third inning in a 3-2 score. We'll head to the fourth inning now. We'll be right back to break that down just a little bit more. Don't go anywhere on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions back now for the top of the fourth inning tommy reether fouls one off so he's now in a one ball one strike count took a little longer break there to go talk to the official score and a big call coming because with the out at second base it turns out that nicholas martino did not cross home before the out was made and you and I both agreed, he looked like he pretty should have pretty easily scored. So I don't know if he slowed up before touching home plate, but big call for the Renegades because it should have easily been 3-2. to two. Instead, no run on the board, and a perfect relay keeps it 3-1, to one, now 2-1 and one on Reether. No argument by Nevada head coach either. And like you said, that's usually a call that uh, he'll at least get to talk to the umpire. So I wonder if it was a lack of hustle. I, my eyes were on the throw, and a great relay throw to get that out. And uh, 
Reether hits this one in the air to left. It's hit pretty well, going back at the wall and making a catch head high as Sanderson on the tracks. Reether gave a ride to that one, just missed a solo bomb. That's out number one. We'll see if the Renegades can take some momentum of the advantage of the momentum they just gained because, like you mentioned, that was a perfect relay from Matashek to Ott and then to Hopkins. So a nice play by the just-added left fielder Sanderson on the flyout for out number one. In the fourth, Goring will now step in. In the first at bat, he was hit by a pitch, but then did not leave first base. This game still three to one, thanks to a incredibly perfect and big relay delivered by the Renegades. So first pitch from Caesar to Goring, slider bends outside one and zero. Yeah, like you said, I'll be very interesting because they do have the video broadcast here to go back and watch that because we'll be pretty easily able to see whether or not he was close to crossing home plate. And that was a ball. It was hit way up against the wall in right field. Run should have easily scored. He's pitching sign out 2-0. Caesar went with a little Johnny Cueto approach there by uh, holding the leg up for a while, trying to mess up with Gorling's timing. Did not work because the pitch was way inside. So now two balls and no strikes on Gorling. Ott waits on deck. And here comes the delivery. Swung on, popped up on the infield. Shortstop chance moving to his left. He's now on the right side of the infield and makes the catch. And basically the second baseman spot, he called off Eastman and makes the catch route number two. Two up, two down. Caesar looks like he's settling back in now against the Renegades. Ever since giving up the three-run home run to Imgarn, he's gone strikeout, strikeout, flyout, pop-outs. And now it'll be up to Colby Ott, the number eight hitter, to keep things going. He was out on a fielder's choice to end the second when the Renegades had two on. They lead 3-1 to one here in the top of the fourth inning. We're just about an hour into this one on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel, thanks so much for being with us tonight. First pitch to Ott in there, a strike 0-1. Ott been one of the most sure-handed Renegades defenders, made a leaping grab earlier in this one. Just missed having a second leaping grab. Otherwise, this game would still be 3 to nothing. Ott will look at one outside, goes to the backstop 1-1. One and one. I like Ott's patient's approach here to uh, try to get on base and let the, uh, I mean, on-fire hitter in Hopkins right now try to move him over. So one ball and one strike on Ott. Taylor Hopkins, who singled and scored, waits on deck for the Renegades. Pitch to Ott is popped up to the right side, and that gets out of play. So now one ball and two strikes on Ott. Caesar looking for his fourth strikeout of the game. He's also given up four hits and three runs. If I'm odd, I'm expecting slider here the whole way. That's usually Caesar's put-out pitch. We'll see if he actually brings it in a two-strike count. Colby Ott looks like the catcher Nojos is setting low and away. Here's the pitch. It is grounded foul. I think he went with the slider, tried to actually backdoor it, and Ott fouled it off. Great job by Ott recognizing uh, that backdoor slider because it was good just to get a piece of wood on it. So now we'll do the one-ball, two-strike pitch once again. Ott back into the box, righty-righty matchup, and here comes the one-two. It's hit out in front again, and that actually was ripped into the Nevada dugout. Thankfully, it didn't hit anyone, but a couple players tried to jump out of the way of that thing. That was a screaming line drive. So two up, two down in the fourth inning for the Renegades against Caesar, trying to settle back into this. Nevada just chilling by two, three to one. Looked like it was going to be three to two when uh, Min Warren hit a double down the right field line. This one hit well to left center field, but looks to be playable. Sanderson going back. Now the center fielder, Martino, will call him off and make the catch for out number three. And the Renegades go three up down here in the fourth inning. We'll head to the bottom of the fourth now. Davis Welch coming back out. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back in a 3-1 ball game.
When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock & Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock & Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Top of the, excuse me, bottom of the fourth inning now between the Renegades and the Griffins. Renegades lead this one by a score of 3-1, and Davis Welch looking for a little bit cleaner inning than the one he had in the third, gave up a run, and would have been two if not for a perfect relay from Matashek to Ott to Hopkins, although the one run he gave up was unearned. But with Andrew Pickering and the Griffins coming to the plate to hit, want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. Mulch goes down low to Pickering and swings and misses 0-1. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. So to help find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Cannot guarantee that you will find enough confidence to blast one out here like Andrew Imgarn did, but maybe because he was using a Walk-Off Wood Bats. And that is currently the difference in this one because the Renegades lead 3-1. to one, And Welch out for the start of the fourth inning in a 1-1 count Pickering. Misses upstairs again now 2-1. and one. Middle of the order for the Griffins. Up to start with the fourth. Pickering, Sanderson, and Chance. 4-5-6 in the order. Pickering doubled to right for his first hit in the second inning. Was left stranded there as Welch bounced back to retire the next three. And now comes the 2-1 delivery. Pickering pops this one out up to shallow left center for Tay. And the left fielder both after it is going to be rethrough, calls him off and makes the catch for out number one. First chance he's got out there, and he made it look easy. First up, first down here in the fourth for Welch. Big out for Welch. As we know, Pickering has uh, usually been the starter of all this Nevada offense. So uh, way to go to Welch to uh, settle in and get that first out. Nebraska commit and left fielder for the Griffins. Case Sanderson in, grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. That's from the left side, kind of bent over with a slight open stance. Looks at a first pitch backdoor slider. Great location there by Welch, 0-1. Good first pitch to uh, 
again, get the young Nebraska commit kind of off his feet instead of showing new first fastball, first pitch fastball. So now no balls and a strike. Next three batters all 0 for 1 for the Griffins. 0-1 pitch misses low and inside. So now we're even on a ball and a strike. Nagay's playing first of two straight road games tonight against Nevada, tomorrow in Sedalia, then two straight at home against Joplin. A win tonight over the Griffins would clinch the Renegades a playoff spot and make for a happy bus ride back to Jefferson City. One ball and one strike. Welch into his windup. Here's the delivery. It's hit to the left side. It's curving foul. Otherwise, that would have been down for extra bases. Regardless, it goes into the corner. So now one ball and two strikes. Welch so far through three and a third innings has struck out one has walked none, giving up four hits and one unearned run. Mulch making his second start of the season. His first also came at this ballpark last week in game two of the doubleheader. Went six innings, got the win, gave up, what, three runs, I believe? Three yeah, runs, Three yes. runs. So already off to an even better start so far tonight. One and two on Sanderson. It's grounded weakly right side, but that curves foul. So we'll do the one-two pitch again. No, Welch... Uh... He's cruising right here. If it uh, wasn't for the Hopkins error, I doubt a run is crossed on the board here. So uh, look for Welch to go at least to the sixth again tonight, which would be a huge plus for the Renegades. Yeah, if not for the error to start the third inning, Welch would have given up just the one single to Martino, otherwise retired everyone else. This pitch misses just inside. I looked with the fastball that I thought it was going to catch the inside corner. Did not get the call. I think what hurts Welch and the Renegades there is that Fuller set up down and away and then had to reach across the plate to catch that one. If he set up there, that may be strike three. So now Absolutely. two and two to Sanderson. It's one just fouled. Absolutely agree with that take about the setup there. But uh, Welch uh, going right out the Nebraska commit. I like the confidence. Yeah, I think the, the, that pitch that would have been strike three instead was a ball to make it two to two. Looked to be on the inside corner, but just had to reach all the way back across. So now two balls and two strikes. Sanderson battling a little bit. He's 0 for 1. Here's Welch's delivery. It is grounded right side. And again, foul. And this at-bat continues. He's went in inside the last three pitches. I, uh, if he thinks he can control it, that backdoor slider looks to uh, maybe be the strikeout pitch for him. Just a few minutes past 8.05 here at Lions Stadium in Nevada. Bottom of the fourth inning. So we're moving pretty quickly so far. Knock on wood. 2-2 pitch coming. This one fouled off, and it stays 2-2. Two two. I say that, and yet we'll be sitting here in a couple hours in, like, the 13th inning, just like the game in St. Joseph the other night. Absolutely. This uh, Renegade team are no strangers to extra innings. And more just the fact that with all the games they're playing in the arms they have, they really couldn't afford, like, that something to happen. Obviously, you're trying to win, and you would take the win no matter how many innings, but certainly something to think about here in the Last final stretch of the season. Here's the 2-2 once again to Sanderson. Broken bad. It's lined out to short, but it's going to get over Hopkins into left field for a base hit. Reith over to cut it off and gets it back in. And that will be a one-out single. The first hit for the left fielder. It sounded like that bat broke, and if it did, it died a hero because that's the fifth hit tonight for the Griffins and the first for Sanderson. It, uh, you definitely see the potential there. He uh, doesn't look nervous at all to be playing with uh, some college kids right now, and... Uh, Good piece of hitting and taking it to the opposite field, just looping it right over our shortstop, Taylor Hopkins' head. Well, Sanderson fell in a two-strike count, then just continued to battle and eventually gets rewarded with the hits. Now runner on first, one out, Renegades lead 3-1 in the bottom of the fourth. Caleb Chance lined out to second his first time up and looks at a first-pitch slider 0-1. Mason Eastman struck out swinging, and that's the one strikeout that Welch had 
He waits on deck. Left side, Imgarn and Hopkins. And on the right is Ott and Goring. Goring at first is holding Sanderson on. Looks like Sanderson had some pretty good speed. Would not be surprised to see him steal. Long look in by Welch. 2-4. Here's the delivery. This one in the air right side. And that gets out of place. Now 0-2. Welch looking for a big out number two. If he could get one more strike or an out here against Chance. It has to be a pretty hard hit ball to get a double play here. So look for Welch to go for the strikeout. Chance was robbed on a leaping grab by the second baseman Otts for the second out of the second inning. Chance now back into the box. Pretty crouched over stance from the right side. Welch sets. And here's the delivery. They say he went around on the slider. And that's strike three as Chance chased down and away. And the second strikeout is a big one for Welch. Out number two here in the fourth inning. That pitch had a lot of movement. Welch's approach with two strikes to right-handed hitters is pretty phenomenal. He uh, he just sets up the second strike for the third strikeout very well. He knows his placement, he knows his pitches, and uh, I'm impressed by it. So big bounce back there to get chance to chase the slider, and now Sanderson still at first base with now two outs, and Eastman, who was the other strikeout for Welch stepping in, a little bit bigger lead for Sanderson now, and now he will throw over back in time safely is Sanderson. Two outs now in the inning. Good speed at first base. Eastman on the plate and Hinojos on deck for the Griffins who trail this one. Three to one. Welch now looking over at Sanderson who takes his lead off of first base. Extends it just a little. And now here comes the first pitch to Eastman. Here's Welch's delivery and misses low. One and out. Sanderson may not be going, but it looks like he's trying to do a decent job of getting in Welch's head here. Absolutely, and you know his coach told him to have some fun, and uh, stealing a bag on a college pitcher would uh, probably add to the experience of uh, Ming League ball. It's now one ball and no strikes on Eastman. Right-hander Welch looking for out number three, gets a slider that snaps in there. Great delivery, and it's now one and one. So runner still at first base. That's Sanderson, who's singled to left on a little looper with one out in this inning. Now Eastman in. Nevada has just one run. It went unearned against Renegade starter Davis Welch. Sanderson a decent lead. Going holds him on. Here's the pitch. It misses low and away. Nice backhand grab by the catcher. Force now 2-1 and one on Eastman. We're in the bottom part of the order. Welch works very slow with runners on base. He's got pretty good tempo when the bases are empty, but you get a runner on base, you work slow, checks over, takes his time. It's now two balls and a strike, two outs, bottom of the fourth inning. This pitch misses low and away. Fuller's got it. Looks like he tried to deke the runner Sanderson because he looked back towards the backstop like that got by, but it was in his glove the whole time. Deke was unsuccessful, though, as Sanderson never came far off the back. So three balls and a strike now. Welch in danger of putting two on with two out for Hinojos, who waits on deck. Welch sets, right-hander's got the pitch he likes. Four looks to be setting right down the middle. It's when it in the air, out to the right side. It's popped up, Ott just into the outfield grass. He will call it and make the catch for out number three, and a big out there for Welch as he bounces back from the 3-1 count to get the third out of the inning. So to the fifth we go, Renegade still out in front. It's 3-1. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel back for this fifth inning of Renegades baseball, currently leading the Griffins 3-1. to one. And Taylor Hopkins, the number nine hitter, in to start it off. Fouls the first pitch off to the left side, 0-1. Next pitch to him, Ben's in there. Strike now 0-2 with nobody on. Caesar working pretty quickly against the Renegades right-handed batting shortstop. Hopkins lined a single to the right side his first time up and then scored on the Imgarten homer. We're going to get things started in this fifth inning, 0-2 pitch, it bends out of the zone, and good take there by Hopkins to lay off the slider. Absolutely, as he saw a slider go in there for his second strike, so to lay off that pitch right there uh, keeps us up bad at going. It'll be the number nine hitter, Hopkins, to lead things off with then back to the top for Tayon Tech and Wagner in the hole. 1-2 pitch, nowhere close, as that was a fastball that landed in the left-hand hitter's batter's box. So now we're now two balls and two strikes. On Hopkins, Caesar so far through four has struck out three. He hasn't walked a batter, and he's given up four hits and three runs. Three out of four hits all coming in the third when the Renegades went single by Hopkins, single by Wagner, and then Imgarden three-run homer. It's two balls and two strikes to Hopkins. Here's the pitch. It's back up the middle. It gets past the glove of Caesar. Now the second baseman, Eastman's got to play, and he throws just in time to get Hopkins, who is hustling all the way. And made it a bang-bang play. Was almost rewarded, but just in time was the throw of Eastman to get him for out number one. I think the kick there off the mound may have also helped the Griffins because off the bat I thought that was going right back up the middle, but then it kind of tailed off to Eastman, who was then able to make a perfect throw. Really good contact. I agree with you with the mound, giving assists to the Griffins there. Again, Hopkins, I'm impressed. There lately it's been hard contact even on his outs, so uh, look for him to... Probably have another bat this game and come up big. 3-1 Renegades lead. First pitch to Forte is outside a ball. 1-0. Forte, who homered last night, 0-2 tonight with a ground out and a line out. Renegades looking to play add-on here and help their pitcher, Davis Welch, who's given up just one unearned run through his first four innings. Next pitch to Forte. Misses outside, excuse me, inside as he gets out of the way of it. So now 2-0. You like with Welch, 
He's been really efficient, too. You mentioned this to me during the break. In his first start, although he didn't walk a ton of batters, a lot of three-ball counts, he has not had that problem tonight. Hasn't walked a batter, and honestly, as I'm looking, hasn't had a whole lot of three-ball counts to a pitch forte inside 3-0 now. No, Welch, uh, you know, making the start tonight, so he probably won't make another start until, you know, playoff time. And even if he could come out of the pen, he looks to be a weapon here down the stretch. I'm, I'm very impressed. 3-0 pitch to Forte, taking all the way a fastball right down the middle now, 3-1. and one. Looking at my scorecard, it looks like just two three-ball counts tonight through the first four innings for Welch. It was the first batter of the game, Martino, and then the last batter, Eastman. Next pitch is down the line. That's a fair ball and into the outfield for extra bases. Forte hustling hard on his way to second. He might be thinking three. Pickering just now getting the ball. Forte going to slam on the brakes with only one out. Don't want to make it out at third base as it was a good relay back in, but Adonis Forte has his first hit of the night. It's an RBI double down the right field line, swinging 3-1, and he made good contact there. Pickering, uh, I think, knows his arm arm strength because it didn't look like he was hustling that hard down, maybe trying to bait Forte into trying to go to third for a triple. But uh, good throw by Pickering and good uh, good hidden by Forte to get a our fastest runner on second base and try to extend this lead for Welch. Cole Wagner, who's dominated in this ballpark, stepping in with Forte at second and only one out. Renegades just collecting their fifth hit of the game. That's their third extra base hit. And now Forte, like he always does, dancing off second base. Wagner will swing at the first pitch and lifted out to shallow left field. Shortstop chance out. Left fielder Sanderson coming in. And Sanderson will make the catch route number two. So good bounce back there by Caesar. Needs just one pitch to get Wagner out for out number two. So it'll be up to Andrew Imgarn if the Renegades want to add on any runs here in the top of the fifth inning. Already up by two, three to one. And Imgarn, obviously the big... Hit of the game so far for Jefferson City. A three-run blast out to right in the third. He's driven in all three of the Renegades runs and a great speed at second in Forte. So any hit likely makes this 4-1. to Emgarn's one for two. He grounded out in his first time up. He's looking for out number three in the fifth. Forte now a pretty big lead with no one hold him on. Here's the first delivery. Emgarn swings first pitch and fouls it off. Oh, and one. Matashek, who's 0 for 2, waits on deck. Caesar so far tonight has three strikeouts, hasn't walked a batter. No walks either, so good command so far tonight for both these pitchers because there was not very good command last night. Back into the box now is Imgarn. Pretty big hole on the right side if he can line one out that way. Caesar's going to look back at Forte and now deliver the 0-1, and it's way outside now 1-0. Forte still trying to get in the head of both the pitcher Caesar and the catcher Hinojos, but still off the bag at second when Hinojos popped out of his crouch. Eventually then made his way back to second base. Seems of Forte's dancing back there, slowing Caesar down, which we talked about last game too. Uh, that's uh, beneficial to the Renegade. Caesar works way better when he's just striding through, throwing quick. 1-1 to Imgarn, fouled off to the left side. Tried to take that one out to left field for a base hit, but was late on. It's now one ball and two strikes. Caesar looking for strikeout number four. And the last out here in the fifth. Do looks like there is some light throwing down in that bullpen for the Nevada Griffins right-hander out there. Not a whole lot of uh, actual pitching, just some light throwing going on. So who knows when we'll see him. Caesar pitched what into the seventh inning, his first start. Did he go all seven in that one? He, he might did. have, yeah. Yes, he did. So here in the fifth tonight, laboring a little one-two pitch. Swung on a miss by Imgarden as he chased a pitch down low on the off-speed. 
And that's strikeout number four tonight for the right-hander of the Griffins and the Renegades, Strand, a runner in scoring position in Forte. To the bottom of the fifth we go now. Davis Welch coming back out to the hill. Renegades lead this one 3-1. to one. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Davis Welch has been great tonight for the Renegades, and now we'll see what he has in store in the fifth inning. Came into this game with a 4.5 ERA, and now only continues to lower it. So far, he's been... 10 innings and given up three earned runs across his two starts. That's pretty good for the Renegades right-hander. Absolutely. And uh, I don't remember his non-conference game, but uh, probably a good thing to start him out there to uh, get his feet wet in the Mink League. And uh, he's looked great for the Renegades, and hopefully we make the playoffs tonight and he becomes a piece, if not a starter, in the bullpen. So now it'll be the bottom of the order to leave things off for the Griffins here in the bottom of the fifth inning with Josh Hinojos. And then we go back to leadoff hitter Nicholas Martino, Seth Gray in the hole. Hinojos in righty-righty matchup and Welch's first delivery. Grounded right back up the middle. Hopkins to his left on a couple hops. He's got it. Then a sardine throw to first is in time. Nicely turned in play by the Renegade shortstop for out number one. Off the bat, I thought that ball was headed for center field, but died a little bit in enough time for Hopkins to scoop it up. And then a little bit off balance, delivered a perfect throw to going at first base. And then one pitch, one out, and exactly what Welch needed is he looks to pitch deep into this ballgame. The Renegades have to love what they're seeing so far tonight. Absolutely, and another good adjustment by Hopkins. That ball hit the dirt and took another weird hop. This time he controlled it and made good throw the first. Good job. So Martino has driven in the one run tonight for the Renegades. Excuse me, not the Renegades, the Griffins. And he steps in now. One for two with a single. And we'll look at a backdoor slider that just misses inside. 1-0 and oh on the Griffins center fielder. Renegades stand at 15-21. and 21, Currently on a four-game losing streak. Griffins are at 13-25. and 25. Here comes the 1-0 pitch to Martino. This one does find the zone 1-1. One one. If the Renegades win tonight against the Griffins, they clinch the playoffs and eliminate the Griffins. But if Nevada comes back and steals this one, just a two-game difference between the four, two squads with four games to play. Welch back into his lineup. Here comes the one-ball, one-strike pitch to Martino. Swung on a miss. He was out in front of the slider. And now ahead is Welch 1-2. and two. I like Welch. When he missed on that first backdoor slider, he goes right back to it and gets a strike. He... It's either him or Fuller who knows how to set up pitches perfectly, and uh, he knows what he wants, and he'll go to execute it every time. 
Only two strikeouts for Welch to the first four in the third innings. Now a one-two count. This one fouled off to the right side, and that gets out of play. So we stay put at one and two. For the Renegades on defense, Reether, Forte, and Matishek from left to center to right in the outfield. Imgard and Hopkins on the left side of the infield, and Ott and Gorling on the right side. Fuller calling signs. He pointed his finger down. He wants this one in the dirt. One-two pitch is popped up to shallow center field. Forte coming in. He is slowing up and makes the catch head high for out number two. Don't think that pitch was where Fuller wanted it, but it still gets the out. Two up, two down here in the fifth. No, I agree with you. I think it was a mistake pitch, but... Martino didn't take full advantage of it, so uh, it's not well, well, it's just another day. It's not often you see the catcher be that visible. You see him setting up the glove, but Fuller with the right throwing hand was pointing his finger into the ground. He wanted that one low, but it, it was it was up if it was either shoulder height or middle in and gets the flat of Martinez. Now Gray, who is 0 for 2 in, swings first pitch off to the right side. Goring will backhand it, then flip to the covering Welch, and he is on the bag for outs number 3. 3-3 three three down in a very efficient inning. Looks like just six pitches thrown there for Welch to get all three in the fifth, and he looks to be a really good shot to pitch deep into this ballgame. On to the sixth inning now, 3-1. Renegades still lead this one. Don't go anywhere. Bryce and I will be back. You're listening to Cruz exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Jack Matashek in to lead things off in the top of the sixth inning as we're cruising, cruising along here at Lions Stadium in Nevada, Missouri. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasol coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. First pitch to Matashek outside, 1-0. Doc and Arm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at mlexpress.com. Caesar back out for his sixth inning on the mound. 1-0 to Matashek. Also upstairs now 2-0 on the Renegades right fielder. 4-5-6 in the Renegades order due up here in this one. Matashek 4 and Reether. Caesar through the first five, has struck out four, given up five hits and three runs. Really outside of the third, has worked pretty well, just ran into trouble on that one, faced six batters. 2-0 pitch to Matashek, misses upstairs, now 3-0 to start this sixth inning for the Renegades outfielder. 
Good eye by Matashak. That one was right on the top corner, and uh, the call went Matashak's way. So uh, look for a four-pitch walk here, possibly. So three balls and no strikes. Matashak hitting from the left side against the righty. Caesar will take this one all the way, and that's a fastball called strike. Looked to be a little bit up, but Caesar gets the call. So we'll see how much longer Caesar goes. Looked to be some light throwing in the bullpen for Nevada last inning. No one up now. 3-1 popped up on the infield left side. Now out into the shallow outfield grass is the shortstop chance. And he makes the catch just about a step or so beyond the dirt for out number one. Good work there by Caesar to bounce back from 3-0 to get Matashek for out number one. Absolutely. Uh, Matashek just got under a fastball there with the pop-up. So four, who's over two with two strikeouts swinging tonight, steps in. Hoping for better luck this time. Nobody on. And one out in the top of the sixth inning. 3-1. The Renegades lead this one. And here comes the delivery to Luke Fuller. It's way up and in and it gets him on the forearm. And he'll head down to first base. Actually got that on the upper part of the arm. Regardless, it's a hit by pitch. The second hit Renegade tonight. And now a one-out base runner for the Renegades here in the sixth. So Tommy Reether who had a hit in his first at bat, a double in the second, then flew out to left, and a pretty well hit fly ball in the fourth inning. Steps in, the runner on first, and one out. Renegade's looking to get to Caesar and knock him out of this ball game, and also extend what is currently a two-run lead. Lefty batter tonight is Reether. Bats with a pretty open stance, and pretty good bend at the knees. Short lead off the first base for Fuller. First pitch way inside. That's blocked nicely by Hinojos. That pitch didn't even make it to home plate. Now 1-0 on Reether. Carter Goring 0-1 has been hit by a pitch. Waits on deck. Renegades put up all three of their runs on a three-run bomb by Andrew Imgarn in the third. Nevada then added a run of their own in the bottom half of that inning on an RBI single by Martino. That's all the runs we've seen tonight now here in the top of the sixth. Quick throw over to first by Caesar, but back in time safely. Standing was fuller. So now still a 1-0 count on Reether, and we'll look at 1-0 now 2-0 on the Renegades left fielder. The Renegades hitters being very patient right now with uh, Caesar looking to maybe lose his own a little bit. Caesar has not walked a batter, given up five hits, so has not a not had a ton of command issues. 2-0 pitch is hit in the air out to center field. Now going back is Martino to his right and makes the catch route number two. Decently well hit ball by the Renegades left fielder, but almost right at the center fielder Martino. So Reether is retired, and now it'll be up to Gorling to keep things going in the top of the six for the Renegades. If I'm Gorling right here, it looks like Caesar's only being able to control the fastball, and that's what he's got his two outs on. So if I'm Gorling, I'm looking fastball all the way, and maybe just taking a slider out of my head, unless I get two strikes on me, and I see he can control it. So, uh... Hopefully some power comes out of Gorling's bat here looking fastball. I think you make a good point because Matashek was up 3-0 and Reether was up 2-0. Those were all off-speed pitches. And then coming back with a fastball, uh, Caesar was able to get both of them out. Right. Gorling took first pitch. It was a called strike on a ball. and looked to be a little bit up and in. So now no balls and a strike on the Renegades' first baseman. He was hit by a pitch in the second, then popped out in the fourth. Next pitch below the knees, although Hinojos tried to frame it. And it's now 1-1. Fuller, the Renegades won base run to this inning, currently at first base. He was hit by a pitch with one out, still right over there. Now Caesar an out away from completing six innings of three-run ball. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Groling. He lines this one out to shortstop. Chance will play it on a couple hops, then take it to the bag himself. And that is out number three on the fielder's choice. 
by Caleb Chance. So the Renegades do add a base runner, but they leave him stranded. And to the bottom of six we go. Davis Welch keeping a look, looking to keep his strong start going. We'll be right back as the Renegades lead 3-1 to one on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Middle of the order coming up for the Nevada Griffins. And at this bottom of the sixth inning, Davis Welch will get to continue what has been a very strong start. Five innings pitch, a strikeout two, hasn't walked a batter, and just five hits, one unearned run. And like you and I were talking earlier, Bryce, just two three-ball counts. He has been ahead to pretty much everyone he's faced. He'll face the middle of the order, three, four, five. Piazza, man, Warren, and Pickering, and fires in a first pitch strike to Piazza. He uh, putting all the pressure on Nevada hitters uh, with uh, not a lot of three-ball counts. So going straight after him, and it's paid off so far. We'll see how Welch, how far Welch can continue to pitch for the Renegades tonight. No balls and a strike on Piazza. He's 0 for 2. This one misses way outside. 1 and 1. Piazza, excuse me, 1 for 2. He singled a right in the first inning, then struck out looking in the third. Man Warren, who's 1 for 2 on deck, and then Pickering also 1 for 2 in the hole. So lefty batting first baseman Piazza back into the box. Just a slight open stance. Next pitch is a backdoor slider. That's in there, I call it right. Beauty of a delivery there by Welch. This umpire for both pitchers tonight has called that backdoor slider where it starts outside and comes in often. So the pitchers of both of them have taken advantage of it and keep throwing it. So Welch now ahead. One ball and two strikes looking for strikeout number three against Piazza. But it's going to be grounded to third. Imgarn's got it played perfectly and his throw to first is in time. And Gorlang's got it for out number one. Just three pitches needed or four pitches needed to get out number one here. Piazza in the sixth. 
So Sandman Warren singled to right field his last time up, and it looked like it was going to be extra bases and driving in a run, but Man Warren was tagged out at second base, and the base runner Martino had not came around to score before the tag was made, so the Renegades caught a break there as what would have made it 3-2, instead stayed 3-1, and now Man Warren in with one out and nobody on in the bottom of the sixth inning. His pitch way up and in now, 1-0. Going back to when Case Sanderson singled in the fourth inning, Welch has retired his last six batters. So he's really settled in, giving up just five hits total and an unearned run. One ball, no strike count on the DH man. Warren gets a pitch by him, swung on a miss, one and one. Do not know what his pitch count is, but I'm assuming it's low, and he's cruising. I, If I'm Coach Mike, I don't know. I'm going to at least let him go seven the way it's going regarding as long as his pitch count isn't that high, which it shouldn't be. 1-1 one, one pitch, misses on inside, 2-1. and one. Yeah, don't have the exact amount of pitches he's thrown, but know his pitch limit in the first start he made with the Renegades last week was right around 100 or so, and I don't think he's anywhere near that mark yet. So two balls and a strike, one out into the sixth inning. This next pitch, it high in the air, out to center, right center, actually. Forte after it. He picks up speed, a long run for him, and makes the running grab. He just glided over to that one, and at top speed, the hat actually flew off, but he made the catch. A nice running grab for the Renegades right, excuse me, Renegades center fielder, but he caught that ball in right field. So a long run as Matashek was pulled a little bit more towards the right field line, so Forte had no choice but to go and get that one, and that's exactly what he did, and now Pickering will come to the plate with nobody on it. Two outs, I guess, if you're the Renegades, this is probably the situation you want to see Pickering in. Absolutely, no runners on base. Welch cruising. Hopefully he can uh, get Pickering to make an out again. First pitch to Pickering, it might be an out. It's hit in the air to left field, Arether, who's going back on it. Now bends the body up against the wall, and that ball got over the wall and out of here. That ball once it got up in the air continued to carry and Reether went crashing into the wall. That ball just cleared the left center field fence and Andrew Pickering has done it again to the Renegades. It's now 3-2. Pickering is dragging this Nevada offense versus the Renegades for the past couple games now. Well, it was hit to the opposite field and off the bat that looked pretty easily like it was going to be out number three to Reether and that ball just continued to go and go. It didn't get out of here by much, but it had enough. And it's 325 to purely left field the left center obviously a little bit farther that ball didn't get out by much but it's now three to two as welch's streak of retiring second seven straight is over definitely didn't get out by much as reether slammed into the outfield wall he looks to be okay though so now after the home run a pitch in there called a strike against case anderson he's one for two with a single looks like welch was gonna be cruising to three up three out for a second straight inning now gives up the home run to Pickering, who's homered in his last three games against the Renegades. No balls and a strike. This pitch is going to back towards its way in there. I don't think Sanderson liked the call, and this actually isn't Sanderson. It is number seven, so we'll have to see who that is. Pinch hitter for Sanderson, that is Elijah Natarada. So he's now in. We'll assume we'll see him take over in left field. Regardless, he's behind in an 0-2 count against Welch. And here comes the delivery to him. It's in there. Strike three. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night to Nadarada. He struck out on three pitches. And Welch bounces back after the Pickering home run. So we're through six here at Lions Stadium. It's a good one on hand. Big playoff implications to the seventh we go. 3-2 Renegades lead. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Top of the seventh now on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Thanks so much for spending your Tuesday evening with us as the Renegades look to wrap up a playoff spot. They would clinch one with a win tonight. And Renegades going to need some runs because this thing was just shrunk to a one-run lead thanks to the Pickering solo home run to left field in the bottom of the sixth. Now Ott to lead off the seventh, swings and fouled off the first pitch he sees. It'll be 8-9-1, and one. Hopkins on deck and Forte in the hole facing Jeremiah Caesar, who's got six strong innings, four strikeouts, five hits, and three runs. Has not walked a batter, and if not for the Imgarden Blast, we're looking at a very good line overall for Caesar. 0-1 pitch coming to Ott. It swung on a miss as he came back with the slider. Had good movement on it. It's now 0-2 to the Renegade's second baseman, who is 0-2. So now the Renegades will see what they do now. Welch was able to come right back and get the strikeout. We'd assume we'd see him for the seventh. The Renegades have got nine more outs to get. 0-2 to Ott, way upstairs, now 1-2. and I'm with you. I think Welch should come out for the seventh, but it is to note that uh, there is some action in the Renegades' bullpen down the right field line here. Well, it should be pretty easy to tell if it's the lefty, it's Wagner. If it's a righty, it's Schmitz. But I don't see throwing, maybe just movement. 1-2 pitch to Ott. This pitch misses just below the knees. Didn't miss by much. Now 2-2. Two two. Yeah, let me know if you see who starts throwing down there. That looks... Looks to be Schmitz yep. grabbing a ball. And we've seen him go multiple innings. So if you could get through the seventh with starter Welch, then you could potentially turn it over for Schmidt to try and get the last two, or go Wagner for the save. We saw him pitch the ninth inning here last week. 2-2 two, two pitch to Ott, misses up and in, although Hinojo's trying to frame it for strike three, and now three and two for Ott. One of the things Renegades had a win here at this ballpark earlier this season, where every time Nevada would score, the Renegades would come right back and take the momentum right back. It'd be nice if the Renegades could do that here after Nevada just scored a run. 3-2 pitch to Ott, fouled off, and despite the funky Leg kick there by the starter, Caesar. Ott's able to stay alive. We'll do the 3-2 and two again. Trying to mess with Ott's timing there. Did not work. Good foul off by him, staying alive in this count. Ott was out on a fielder's choice to end the second, then a fly out to end the fourth. Bats now in the seventh. Three balls and two strikes. First batter of the inning. Way inside that got Ott. Would have been ball four. Instead, he's hit in the arm 
upper back area. That's the third Renegade that's been hit by a pitch tonight. And now Ott down at first base with nobody out to start this seventh inning. Ott was actually yelling a little bit at the pitcher, Caesar. I don't think he was happy with where that pitch ended up. And the umpire is going to go over and talk to the head coach, Mike D'Amelia. Don't want anything to escalate out of this. Absolutely. It didn't look like a malicious pitch, but uh, Ott looks like he took exception to it. It was up and in. Well, I would assume because also the other two Renegades batters that have been hit have also been hit up and in. Right. Groing was hit up and in in the second inning, and then Fuller was hit up and in last inning. So maybe just boiled over. Now Caesar back on the mound. The head coach, or excuse me, not the head coach, the assistant coach has come out of the dugout for the Nevada Griffins. I think they're trying to settle their starter down. It looked like maybe he was having some words. After Ott was, it was hit with the pitch, he kind of flipped the bat out of the way and looked out towards the pitcher. And I don't know if Caesar said anything back after that. He did. He uh, motions toward. He pointed his glove towards first base. I'm assuming telling Ott to uh, just walk to first after the hit by pitch. And I think Ott took exception to that also. So a little bit of a, like you said, a little boil, boil over here. And uh, looks like the umpires did the job and got everything resolved. Well, we also did have a brief mound meeting. I think they're just trying to calm Caesar down. Right after the Nevada Griffins just made this a one-run game, you would hate to see the, excuse me, you would you would love to see it for the Renegades. You'd hate to see it for the Griffins' point of view for them to come and give that run right back up. For the Renegades, we'd love it if Taylor Hopkins stepping in the box could help ignite a uh, couple of base hitch streak and put the Renegades up by more than just a run. I think if I'm Hopkins here, I'm going to take this first pitch and see if uh, Caesar's emotions might uh, make him get the best of him here. So Ott now at first base. He's held on by Piazza. Hopkins will look at a first pitch low, 1-0. Throwing has resumed once again. It's a right-hander down in the Nevada bullpen. He's on the far end blocked by their bullpen pitcher, or excuse me, bullpen catcher, so I can't tell what number it is. Nobody out, top of the seventh inning, 3-2 lead. Hopkins will swing, ground this one weakly to the left side, shortstop chance on a couple hops. He then bobbles it, and everybody's going to be safe. Would have been a tough play anyway, so I think you rule infield single there because it was hit so shallowly. Certainly not a chance to get on at second base, and Hopkins with good speed was busting all the way down the line, and Chance obviously knowing he had to hurry. Just bobbled it, and now runners at first and second with nobody out here in the seventh inning. M. Garden does have the home run tonight to give the Renegades a lead, but as Pickering is carrying this Nevada offense, a lot of things start with Hopkins, the way he's swinging the bat right now. He's had a good game tonight. We'll have to check. I'll go ask in between innings, but I would guess that that's an infield single rule to Hopkins because it would have been a bang-bang play at best. And now two on with nobody out, Adonis Forte stepping in, and now we're going to have a meeting at the mound again. This time no coaches, but the catcher and Ojos going out. Same with the third baseman, Gray, coming over. Forte not, has had not had a ton of bun opportunities from the leadoff spot, with, but with good speed would not be shocked to see him lay one down because it's a potential play where he can maybe even beat it out. Especially with Cole Wagner, who swings about very well in this ballpark. If you got a runner to third, uh, it'd be a good opportunity to have Cole Wagner lift the ball and have a tag-up opportunity. So Caesar, who's came back out for the seventh inning, running into some trouble. The defense is in at the corners, expecting bunt. Forte will show, and then he pulls back. It's low, and back to the bag at second base is on. He got about a third of the way, maybe a little more than that on his way to third, but then scurried back. So now 1-0 on Adonis Forte. We'll see if he shows bunt again here. Ott was hit by a pitch. He's at second, and Hopkins had an infield single at first base. Forte in in a big spot as the Renegades look to play add-on here. Caesar sets. Forte shows bunts again. This time he gets it 
off the bat foul, and I don't think Forte was too happy with himself. I think he missed a good pitch to bunt there, and he did not look happy with it. Absolutely. The pitch was on the outside. Looked like a good one to push right into the left part of the infield there. He missed one. So we'll now see if Forte shows bunt again. One ball, one strike count. Runners at first and second base. Renegades do lead by a run, but some extra insurance here would be crucial. Here comes Caesar's delivery. Forte back into the box. He will not show bunt and instead take a ball upstairs now 2-1. and one. Would be even better here if Forte can force Caesar to be wild and load the base with nobody out. After already a couple of mound visits in this inning and Caesar looking like he's laboring, would not be shocked if he loses Forte here to see a pitching change. Caesar so far is through the first six, has not yet to walk a batter. Here's the 2-1 count, Forte shows bunt, pulls back, this one misses, now the throw to second, but Ott will dive back in just in time. The crowd here thought he was out. It looked like Ott was back in there just in time. Absolutely, close play. It's now three balls and a strike. We've seen Caesar be in three ball count before, but like I said, it's yet to walk a batter. No bigger time here for the Renegades than potentially to have number one as it would load the bases. Three and one, we'll see if Forte shows bunny. He's done it a couple times inside bad. Odd at second. Hopkins at first. Here comes a 3-1 pitch. Forte taking all the way. It's upstairs, and that's a walk to Forte. And the Renegades now have him loaded with nobody out here in the top of the seventh inning, leading this one 3-2. Cole Wagner to the plate, too, who's had a lot of success here putting the ball over the fence. Uh, I believe this, if he could put one over the fence, it would be the Renegades' first grand slam of the year. Well, they certainly have not had one at home. I don't think on the road either. I can think of a couple three-run blasts like the one tonight by Imgarn, but no grand slam. So big opportunity coming. Seager still being left in there, the starter tonight for the Griffins. Forte at first, Hopkins at second, and Ott at third. Here's the first pitch to Wagner, and a look inside. It's a ball, and it gets to the backstop. Ott's going to come to the plate. He is in there standing, and the Renegades have put one back on. It's 4-2, to two, and everyone else advances on the wild pitch. We haven't seen a ton of them tonight, and there, as you mentioned earlier in the post game or in the pregame, that was Caesar's problem last week, and it comes back to bite him there as the Renegades score their fourth of the game. Absolutely. I was shocked to see Caesar have much better control this game, and... Uh... Last game, that's really the only thing that hurt him. This game, it proves once again that uh, lack of control put a run across the plate for the Renegades. So up 4-2 now and a 1-0 count to Cole Wagner. Runners now at second and third. Infield all the way in. Wagner will swing and foul it off 1-1. One one. So with the Renegades now up 2 again, everyone on the infield is in at the cut of the grass. They're trying to keep this at just a two-run game if Wagner puts one on the ground. But... If he does hit it hard on the ground, an even better shot to get into the outfield. And with good speed at second in Forte, it would likely make this a 6-2 ball game. Here comes the delivery. Wagner will look at one low. It's in the dirt. Now two balls and a strike. Interested to know what Nevada's pitching situation is with their uh, playoff season on the line, really, here. Uh, keeping Caesar out here uh, makes me think that they might have a lack of arms too, just like the Renegades are going through. Well, you would think the leash on Caesar was not that much longer because he has certainly lost control a little bit. 2-1 pitch to Wagner is low again, and now 3-1. and one. And Caesar in danger walking back-to-back -back batters after he had not walked anyone through the first six innings. First base is open, but it will load him up once again with nobody out. Renegades already scoring a run this inning. And two more on the base pass. Wagner, I would assume, will be taking all the way here unless he gets a pitch right down Broadway. Caesar sets. Here's the 3-0 delivery. Wagner, and he does swing and foul it off 3-1. Caesar just hung a slider right there. Wagner just missed it. I like the swing there because he knew that off speed was very hung. 
Well, I said it was 3-0. I had the count wrong. It was 3-1, so maybe that explains a little bit more why Wagner was so eager to swing. And on the 3-1 foul ball, that runs it to 3-2, so could be a big pitch in this ballgame. Caesar looking for out number one. Three balls and two strikes to Wagner. Here's the delivery. It is going to miss low and inside. That's ball four. Back-to-back -back walks for the Renegades descending against Caesar, and that will load him up with still nobody out, and that looks like it's going to be the end of the night for Caesar as the head coach is coming out of the mound. Renegades still a lot more work to be done here in this top of the seventh inning. Nevada just scored in the sixth to make it 3-2, to two, but the Renegades now have already scored one in the seventh and still have him loaded with nobody out, and they're going to come take the ball from the right-hander, Jeremiah Caesar, who just let in his fourth run of the ball game. So with that, we're going to take a quick break with the pitching change. We'll be right back in just a moment. Renegades lead 4-2 to two on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex, Dock & Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex, Dock & Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. New pitcher into the ball game for the Nevada Griffins. It is Soli Lang, and he's inheriting a whole lot of trouble as it's already a 4-2 Renegades lead, but there are nobody out in the bases loaded. Sir Jeremiah Caesar came out to start this inning, but went hit by pitch, infield single, walk, walk. So a run already in as coming in to score on the wild pitch was Colby Ott, and now bases loaded for the number three hitter, Andrew Imgarn, who already has a three-run blast tonight. Now bats with the bases loaded. Lefty-lefty matchup, first pitch misses outside, 1-0. Caesar had not walked about it the first six before walking the last two, Forte and Wagner. And now they stand at the at bases loaded. Hopkins at third, Forte at second, and Wagner at first. Imgarn in, 1-0 pitch is going to miss outside. 2-0 now to the Renegades number three hitter. Sully Lane sporting a 9.00 ERA with three appearances. So uh, bases loaded here. Look for the Renegades to make a little damage happen. 
So two balls and no strikes. Here's the delivery to Imgarden. He swings this one a line drive. That's going to get down for a base hit into left center field. One run in is Hopkins. Here comes Forte. They're waving him home. He will score easily. And Andrew Imgarden has RBIs four and five on the night. It's now 6-2 running games. They've pushed across three here in the seventh. And Imgarden comes up with his second big haste hit of the night. He's having one of his best games of the season. Absolutely. That was... Uh... He just drove that pitch right there in the center field. Good, good hitting right there. And uh, Matashak, my pick to click. I uh, feel good about his chances here. So Hopkins, who is on third base, scoring easily. Same with Forte, who came around from second. Now Matashak, right field line. That's off the first baseman's glove. Piazza's going to get it and step on the bag to retire Matashak for out number one as he hit it hard, but Piazza knocked it down. But regardless, the Renegades now have two more unscoring positions, so you can't say a waste of an at-bat there for Matishek. He just gets unlucky there. Absolutely. Very unlucky where it hit Piazza's glove because he roped that ball. It looked to get, if past Piazza, right down to the corner and probably scores two more runs. Well, I thought it was into right field once it hit off of Piazza, but it actually kicked off to the right side, and he was able to corral it. So now Luke Fuller in, runners on second and third and one out. That's a strike one in their cause. So the Renegades had sent five to the plate before the first out was recorded. They're now up 6-2 to two in the top of the seventh inning. And Luke Floor now in 0-2. It was hit by a pitch, but a base hit likely makes this 8-2. to Imgarn at second as this one's grounded right side. That is down the line, but it's foul. Did not miss foul by much as that was close to extra bases and two more in. First run this inning came in. Colby out on a wild pitch, and then Hopkins and Forte scored on a two-RBI single by Imgarn. Emgarns at second and Wagner's at third. Matashek just grounded out for out number one. Stoli laying into the game. Left-hander and an 0-2 count. Infield is in with one out. And Fuller will look at a ball outside. Now one ball and two strikes. So now after missing with the ball, laying in a one ball, two strike count to Fuller. We're going to drive in a couple more for the Renegades who lead 6-2. to two. Here's the delivery. It skips in there. It gets away. Coming home trying to score is Wagner, and he will be in there safely. The Renegades have scored another run this inning on a wild pitch. That one kicked all the way up the first baseline, and the Renegades continuing to tack on. Now they lead by 5-7-2. Still a lot of game to be played, but it seems that Nevada is almost handing the Renegades these insurance runs with most of the runs in this inning becoming on pass balls and uh, – bad defensive plays so Caesar's line now looking a lot worse I'll have to update that in between innings and get you his final line but everyone that he had left on base has now come in to score two two to four swung on a miss on a nasty breaking ball down and in just one pitch too late as a run came in to score but tell you what four down on strikes I don't think I can blame him because that pitch was one of the nastiest we've seen all night absolutely Lane uh, executed there and made uh, his best pitch of the night so Lane looking to get out number three here in the seventh. Renegades tacking on four runs. They lead by five, seven to two. And now Tommy Reithrew does have a hit tonight in with a runner on third base. Swings first pitch and fouls it off. Emgarn, who drove in two with an RBI single, is at third. Two runs in on wild pitches this inning. The other two in on an Emgarn RBI single, two RBI single. And now Emgarn at third base. Reith is the number eight batter in the inning up. Lefty-lefty matchup. His pitch slowing in now one and one. Good look as the inside fastball got in on Reether. He looked like he wanted to go, but uh, it looks like his pitch selection is very good. He's waiting on something to drive. 
So it looks like Caesar's going to finish having given up seven runs. He left the bases loaded having given up four, but now will finish having given up seven because Sully Lane allowed all three inherited runners to score. The batter on third base, or runner on third base, M. Gordon, is the responsibility of Lane. So Caesar's line officially closed on the night. He's in line for the loss if the Renegades hang on to this one. So one and one to Reether. He will look at a pitch on the outside corner called strike. And Reether, I don't think, liked that one a whole lot. It's now one and two. Took a couple extra seconds for the umpire to call that one. It was uh, right on the corner and went uh, solely Lane's way. So Reether into the box. Now one ball and two strikes. Imgarden off a third. Here comes the delivery. It will miss way inside. Nice sliding stop by Hinojos. Now two and two. On the left fielder, Carter going. The number nine hitter of this inning waits on deck if Reether can continue it and bring him to the play. Last two have been retired. Matashek on a ground out and Fuller on a strikeout. But a lot of damage done everywhere else. Lane now sets at the bump. Here comes the lefty's delivery. 2-2 pitch is grounded to the right side. Eastman has got on a couple hops, then throws in time to first base for out number three. But a big top of the seventh inning for the Renegades. They send eight to the plate and push four across and have us go into the bottom of the seventh inning in a 7-2 Renegades lead. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi this is nick hoslog owner of hoslog landscape and design every day my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of by focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving jefferson city and the central missouri area thank you for all your continued support and voting us as winners of the reader's choice awards and jefferson city's best multiple years running when you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com Bottom of the seventh inning now, Renegades lead 7-2, and Davis Welch back out after. I'm sure it felt to him like he was sitting down for an eternity, but I also am sure he'll take it because the Renegades pushed across four and sent eight men to the plate. And now Welch very much in line to finish things off for a win for the Renegades. First pitch fired in there, called strike to Caleb Chance, 0-1. Welch back into the windup here, just 0-1 to Chance. Swung on a miss on a nasty pitch down our way now, 0-2. Welch after sitting for that one, looks every bit as dominant as he was before in between innings. Going to be tough to pick a player for the game here as Welch has really cruised and gave the Renegades a great uh, line of pitching, but M. Garden has been a key cog to the offense. So uh, let's hopefully see Welch uh, 
finish this inning strong and uh, make oh. it a tough decision. 0-2 pitch is lined to right center. That's going to get down for a base hit. And now it gets past Forte and Matashek. So going to second with a slide will be Chance. I think that got under the glove of Matashek. So Forte had to go over and back it up. Had to go as a single and an E8. Or excuse me, single and an E9. Allows Chance to reach for the first time tonight. And now he's in scoring position with nobody out in this bottom of the seventh inning. So imperative now that Welsh bounces right back and doesn't let Nevada creep back into this one. Absolutely. I mean, the five-run insurance is great, but important for all the Renegades on the field right now to stay focused and realize what's on the line here at playoff clinching spot tonight. Welsh so far through six innings had struck out three, did not walk a batter, now has given up seven hits and two runs, just one earned. First pitch is popped out to the right side and foul out of play to Mason Eastman. Last inning we saw Tanner Schmitz warming up. And now who knows if we'll actually see him come into the game in a five-run lead. But assume they'll try and ride Welch as long as they can. But now it's a battle with the runner in scoring position. And nobody out. Eastman in. Hinojos, the number nine hitter, on deck. And Welch will step off the mound. Time was called. That is Schmitz now throwing to the bullpen catcher in a set position. So it looks like he's ramping up a bit here. I think best case scenario for the Renegades if they have to bring Schmitz in is that the Renegades continue to score and that they don't have to use him for multiple innings. Three runs is a save situation. Renegades currently lead by five thanks to four runs of insurance, two of them being driven in by Andrew Imgard in the top of the seventh inning. Imgard's now got five RBIs on the night. Welch now in a no ball, one strike count to Mason Eastman. He's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a pop out. Chance at second base, decent lead, and this one skips away, gets past four, and Chance is going to head to third base on the wild pitch. It bounced in there and then kicked off a of four off to the right side. It's now pretty much any ball in play. Makes this a 7-3 ball game. Eastman in a 1-1 count now. So Renegades just had taken a pretty big lead, and this inning started well for the right-hander Welch. Jumped out 0-2 to Chance, got some... Bad looking swings, but then gave up the single, and the air in the wild pitch has him a third with nobody out. And next pitch now fouled off, and one ball and two strike now to Eastman. Welch, although his slider's been uh, strong tonight, needs to be careful here and make sure a pass ball with a uh, chance on third with pretty de decent speed. Welch trying to get through inning number seven. He went six in these two teams played last week in this ballpark, now trying to make it seven tonight. One ball and two strike count on Eastman. Here's the delivery. He went with the slider but missed slow. Now two and two. Decent pitch there. Just didn't get the chase. Absolutely. Looked very strong. I thought the umpire might give it his way, but uh, Eastman stays alive. Runner off at third base. That's chance. He did single, but he's been aided by an error and wild pitch to get to that bag. So two balls and two strikes now. Here's the delivery. It's grounded weakly left side. Runner's going to stay put. Hopkins has got it. The throw to first is just in time to get the hustling Eastman. That's a fine play by the Renegade shortstop, Taylor Hopkins. And the crowd here does not like that one. They are booing the heck out of that home plate umpire. And he points out to say, I didn't even make the call. Find it funny that Chance didn't go to score there as Hopkins was with a five-run lead, probably going to first the whole way, especially it, with the fact that he stumbled. And it wasn't hit all that hard either. I guess runner Chance just didn't want to risk it, be out at home plate, but I don't think there's any possibility that Hopkins comes home there. We'll see if it comes back to help the Renegades if Welch can navigate around it. So Eastman is retired for out number one on a bang-bang play. And now the number nine here, Josh Hinojos, will step in. He's reached on an air, also grounded out. If Welch could get him here, you really start looking at an opportunity to get out of this inning with no runs allowed. Although you would you would give it up for an out here because the Renegades do lead by five, seven to two. 
So Welch now sets. He's looking right at the runner on third chance. And you're just delivered to Anoha. Swing and a miss, 0-1. Welch, many times tonight, has started every batter off with that slider. The way he can work the fastball off of it. That's uh, usually the backwards way around, but it has worked perfectly tonight as he's put a very good line. Welch so far through six and a third. Just two three-ball counts to Nevada hitters. That was the first batter of this ball game, and then did it again to close out the fourth. No balls and a strike line to right, but that's foul. Now 0-2, and Welch, who does not have a walk tonight, and three strikeouts, and an 0-2 count against Anojos, really could have a good shot of getting a scoreless inning if he could get the catcher for Nevada right here. I'm totally with you, though. I'm shocked the chance did not come home to score on that ground ball by Eastman. Surprised there's not more urgency with uh, their playoff lives on the line here. Time will be called, so we'll have to wait for the no ball and two strike pitch to Eastman. Tanner Schmidt's down and throwing in the bullpen for the Renegades. They've got seven, excuse me, eight more outs to get in a 7-2 lead. Here's the 0-2. It's up and in, and that gets the batter and host on the left arm, and he will head down to first base, and this might be the end of the line for Welch as head coach Mike D'Amelio out of the dugout. Welch was ahead, no balls and two strikes on Hinojos, but then hits him. Now runners at the corners with one out, and I think that will be it for Welch. Actually, it looks like head coach Mike D'Amelio originally came out of the dugout, but now it's pitching coach Bexton who's going to go out and have a talk with him, so he may be allowed to stay in this ballgame. I think uh, the smart thing would do is to definitely give him the next batter with the uh, chance of a double play here and uh, let him get through seven. I mean, he's been cruising. It's, it was a bad pitch to hit the batter, but... Uh, I don't know. We saw last last time that they came out to get Welch, and uh, Welch uh, demanded to stay on the mound. So it looks like they're having a conversation here, and I hope to see Welch stay in this game for the hope of a double play. Runners at first and third with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning, and Martino coming to the plate. Renegades lead 7-2, and before Martino comes to bat, I want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the handle, the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. And I can confirm, Andrew Imgarden, who has five RBIs and a couple hits tonight, is using a Walk-Off Wood Bat, if that means anything to you. And now just before the pitch will be thrown to Martino, we're going to have a pinch runner. I know host being ran for, but number 24, Cade Bashore, another one of the high schoolers making his Griffin's debut. So his first action will be to run at first for a host. So we'll now have to see a new catcher into the ball game in the bottom half of the inning. So chance at third base and Bashore at first. One out, bottom of the seventh inning. And now in is Martino. He's one for three. First pitch, rip to left field. That's getting it over and down for a base hit. Easily scoring will be chance. Bashore up to second base. And at first is Martino. His second RBI single of the night. And it's now a 7-3 ball game. He's all over that first pitch from Welch. Absolutely. He's been uh, in the on-deck circle looking at Welch's tendencies. As I've said many times, he started off with the slider, and he ripped one down the left field line. So Chance scoring easily, and now at second base is Bashore. Martino with second RBI single of the night, and now Seth Gray in with an extra base hit here could really start to make things interesting. Hey. 
Noho's pinch ran for for be sure, and now he's at second base, and Martino at first. First pitch swung on a miss, and a big strike swinging there for Gray 0-1-1. Gray not as much speed as Martino, who just hits. Now if you get a ground ball, you really start thinking about a double play to get yourself out of this inning. Griffins are within slam distance. Bottom of the seventh inning here. Odd shades towards the bag at second base, and here comes Welch's 0-1 delivery to Gray. He was 0 for 3. Time was called, so no pitch will be thrown. Martino, who just singled home his second run of the game at first base. For sure, the pinch runner at second, so I'd assume we'll see a new catcher. Maybe they move Man Warren. Actually, no, because then you'd lose your DH. So I do not know who will be catching for Inohos in the bottom half of this inning. Or the top half of the next inning. No balls and a strike to Gray. Here's the delivery. It's ripped to left field. That's going to get down for a base hit in front of the left fielder. And then it gets by the left fielder, Ruther, and go all the way to the wall. In scoring from second is Bashore. Now they're waving around the second runner, Martino. He's in to score. And that'll go down as two runs crossing the plate. It's now a 7-5 ball game. As that one passed the left fielder, Ruther, on what should have just been a single. And now it's a 7-5 score. And the Griffins are very much back in this one. Renegades need to be very careful here with uh, Pickering just two batters away after this one. So uh, looks like there's going to be a pitching change and uh, look to hold on to this two-run lead. Well, Seth Gray singled the left field, and I think the left fielder, Aretha, was way too concerned about be sure He tried to field that one quickly, and then it goes under his glove and all the way to the outfield wall, and that will be the end of the line for Davis Welch, who will head off after six and a third innings of works. And in comes Tanner Schmidt, so we'll be back for him. Renegades lead 7-5 in the bottom of the seventh. We'll be right back on the Renegades Radio Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Two runs, excuse me, three runs already in this inning for the Griffins. They've cut this lead to 7-5. Still in favor of the Renegades, but a much tighter ball game now. And Tanner Schmitz all of a sudden in 
in a big pitching spot because Seth Gray just doubled home two as Martino and Bashor scored to make the 7-5. And now Gray at second base with the tying run Piazza coming to the plate. Welch, six in the third inning, struck out three, did not walk a batter, gives up nine hits, five runs, only four earned. And he exits, although I think he pitched even better than the line worked. He, looks, he pitched better than a pitcher that gave up four runs. I'll say uh, that much. I do agree with that statement completely. So Piazza one for three with a single steps in. If he puts one out here, this game is tied at seven. Bottom of the seventh inning and one out, and the Renegades best reliever into the ball game. Schmitz will check the runner gray at second base, then delivery. First pitch to the lefty Piazza, and it's lined to the left side, sinking fast, but that turns foul. Otherwise, it's a 7-6 game. Best uh, best reliever for the Renegades might be an understatement with Schmitz posting a 1.9 AD RA in 15 appearances, two saves, and 27.1 innings pitched, and I think that's important. He comes into the game and pitches two to three innings most of the time. As you look down the list of the Renegade starters, Carter Gorling has the most innings with 32. So 27.1 as a reliever, they've uh, relied on Tanner Schmitz a bunch this year, and for the most part, He's been outstanding. Well, Renegades asking Schmitz to get the final eight, eight outs unless they're going to turn to Wagner for the save. Schmitz will step off the mound. Looked like we were going to see Welch get through seven before things started to unravel. Chance, Bashore, and Martino all in. Martino drove in one. Gray drove in the other two. Now no balls and a strike on the left-hand hitting first baseman Piazza. He's got Gray at second base. Renegades lead 7-5. His pitch way outside. So now one ball and one strike. Sam Man Warren, the DH on deck, Pickering in the hole. This Pickering has already hit one home run tonight, homer to last night as well, so certainly don't want to see him here this inning with runners on. This game had been flying by, but now it has slowed down immensely because the Renegades put up four in the top half of this inning and now three for the Griffins in the bottom half. So Renegades still lead 7-5. Next pitch is low, and it gets away. That's going to allow Gray to go to third base. Smith tried to go with the off-speed, and that skipped in there low and inside. So now it's 2-1 and one on Piazza and Gray at third base. It was a good pitch by Smith. It's a shame uh, Fuller couldn't control that one because uh, I'm surprised that uh, there wasn't a swing on that pitch there. So Piazza can make this just a one-run ball game with a ball in play. Renegades playing for the out. The infield is back with Gray at third. Last, last three Griffins have reached. That was all against Welch. Now Schmitz into the game. 2-1 pitch to Piazza. It is off the outside corner. Didn't miss by much. It's now 3-1. Only one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning and three already in and a fourth at third base. This inning aided by a double by Gray that then got past the glove of, glove of Reether. Likely would have been a bases loaded on just a single, but instead a double that drove home two runs as it then rolled all the way to the wall. Mitch, just entering this game, uh, seems to be laboring a bit, taking his time, stepping off, stepping on, and uh, hopefully he can find something here and get a strike. Three balls and a strike on Piazza, singled in the first, struck out in the third, then grounded out in the sixth. Nevada very alive in this one. 3-1, ripped at the second baseman. Adu dives and can't get it. That's into right field for a base hit. Coming in to score is Gray from third base. It's now a 7-6 ball game on the RBI single by Luke Piazza. And that's the tying run on first base for the Griffins, who with their playoff hopes are on the line are very much alive in this one. The intensity has been brought up here at Lions Field. The Nevada Griffins are not going to give up without a fight like I thought they might. So uh, Tanner Schmitz is going to have to lock in and execute some pitches here. 
So Piantz with the RBI single to right field. He scolded that ball and was past the diving glove of Ott into right field. It's now a 7-6 game, still bottom of the seventh inning. Tanner Schmidt's now going to work against Sam Man Warren. First pitch, a breaking ball, and then a strike 0-1. Confused on what that one was. It had a deep bend, but it looked like it moved side to side. Almost a slurve, I would say. Uh, might need to ask Schmitz now time I talked to him if that is a curveball or a slider. Man Warren's got a single... That was to right field in the third inning. He was thrown out trying to stretch it into a double. One out, bottom of the seventh inning. This next delivery is just up and away. Didn't miss by much now. One and one. Pickering already on base a couple times tonight on deck. So extra base hit here. Could potentially tie this game. Renegades came into the lead inning leading 7-3. Now it's 7-6. Every run charged to the starter. Welch swung on a missed here. Way out in front of that one. And even so much so that Man Warren had to take a couple steps out in front of home plate. Beautiful slider there by Schmitz. Absolutely. That one had really good east-to-west motion on it. And uh, I don't know if I would throw it again here. I might throw that one. That looked like a curveball, I would say, now to try to get uh, the batter out here. Piazza at first. Goring holds him on. Here comes the one-ball, two-strike pitch. Man Warren, it's grounded to third. Imgard and two is right. He bobbles the ball, and everyone is going to reach. He went to pick it up and realized that he never had it in his glove, and the Renegades continuing to unravel here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Now two on with one out, and Renegades just need to do anything to record out number two here. It's going to be tough with uh, Pickering coming to the plate. Would assume that go down is an E5 because I don't think they have the play for a double play, but certainly one of Imgarn feels that they have the batter man worn out at first base. But he boots it, and now runners at first and second. Schmidt's going to have to lock in here against Pickering. Confused on what happened there to Imgard. Just looked like it might have ate him up a little bit as he was trying to make the throw before he had it totally controlled. So Pickering in, a double and a home run, driven in one. His team trails 7-6. to six. They don't hold on either runner. And first pitch, a looping ball in there, a strike going one. Eighth batter of the inning in Pickering. Still only one out recorded as the last five have reached for Nevada. Two of them coming against Schmitz, the other three coming against Welch. So no balls and a strike, one out, bottom of the seventh inning in a 7-6 ball game. Schmitz will check the runner at second base. Piazza and Alex out there a second time. Here's the 0-1, hit high in the air into center. Coming in is Forte, still coming in. Ott going out now, and it's going to be Ott who makes the catch for a big out number two. And finally, the Renegades get an out. And now two down, just one more to go for Schmitz to keep this a lead for the Renegades as Pickering, one of the best bats in this lineup, has been retired by Schmitz. And now Elijah Nadarada will step in. Nadarada pinch hit and struck out swinging against Welch to end last inning. Now comes up in a chance to tie this game with a base hit. It'll be a righty-righty matchup between Schmitz and Nadarada. Renegades have everyone playing straight up. They don't hold a runner on. Just playing for out number three right here. Still leading this one 7-6, trying to send it to the eighth. Schmitz checks the runner, and now his delivery to Nadarada. Line to the right side. That's going to get down. That's a fair ball for extra bases. One run in. That's Piazza from second. Van Warren on his way to third. Ball is just now gathered. They're going to hold the runners at second and third. It's now 7-7. And an RBI double by Nadarada. The ninth battle to come to the plate. At knots, it's at seven, and that's an earned run to Schmitz. Personally, I think the Renegades got a huge break there by Nevada holding the runner there at third. Uh, the ball was not even cut yet. I think it would have been a play at the plate, but uh, with Nevada have all the momentum, I'm surprised they held him at third. 
So this game tied at seven, a fifth run in to score in the bottom of the seventh inning, Man Warren to third and Nadarada to second. And now Caleb Chance, who had off this inning with a single and scored a run, now in with two on and two outs against Schmitz. So runners at second and third. Nevada can't take the lead here with the base hit. It would be their first lead all night. Schmidt's first pitch is a ball. That's a tough pitch, but it goes the way of chance, and it's now 1-0. Personally, I think that was Schmidt's best breaking ball tonight, and it did not go his way. Beautiful on the inside corner. Give credit to the Nevada crowd. They have come alive here in this inning. They have been a big part in this rally for the Griffins. They've been loud, especially after that double to tie things up. 1-0 pitch upstairs, now 2-0. Schmitz, first base is open here. He needs to be very careful and not uh, throw a fastball center cut and let Chance uh, really break this game open for the Griffins. Two balls and no strikes. Bottom of the seventh inning, and Schmitz steps off. This is almost the nightmare scenario for the Renegades. Welch only able to record an out in this inning. Schmitz comes in, and a big lead for the Renegades. Still up 7-3, to three. and coming in has just not been effective so far tonight, and you were only hoping to use two relievers now sitting in the seventh inning. Who knows if Schmitz is even going to be able to go much longer. Wagner the only one that was listed. So not the way the Renegades had hoped for the seventh inning. Two balls and no strikes on chance. Here's Schmitz's delivery. It spins outside. It's now 3-0, and Schmitz in danger of walking in the go-ahead run. Just nowhere to put him. At third base is the runner, Man Warren. Second base is Nadarada, and it looks like they're going to walk him. Sorry, was not bases loaded. I got confused with my own handwriting. So that will load the bases now as they're just going to put chance on. So now it is bases loaded after not wanting to give him anything to hit in a 3-0 count. So now bases loaded and Eastman, who grounded out for the first out of this inning, steps in with the bases loaded. 7-7 ball game, two outs, bottom of the seventh, and nowhere to put Eastman. Schmidt's out of the windup now, bases loaded. First pitch, it's not close, but a nice block by Fuller. Otherwise, that would have drove home a run. Otherwise, it's 1-0 to Eastman. Absolutely. It was uh, almost has too much bend on it, and Fuller lost it. Uh, luckily blocked it and still tied game here and is going to give uh, Schmitz a chance to come out of this. So 11th batter of the plate coming up. Schmitz looking just to keep this thing tied. The Renegades have already given up five runs in the seventh inning alone. 1-0 pitch. Schmitz into the lineup. Here's a delivery to Eastman. This pitch is a called strike. Finally, Schmitz is able to find the zone. Had fired four straight balls. And now gets one in there to Eastman. It's one and one. So Renegades were playing for just the force out. They don't hold anyone on. One ball, one strike to Eastman. Here's the delivery. It bends out of the zone with two and one. Schmitz just does not look to have a whole lot of control of the off speed tonight. No, not at all. And uh, this Nevada crowd, like you said, it is buzzing. I wonder if that has uh, playing anything to Schmitz's mindset right now. One, excuse me, two balls and one strike. Schmitz has got to throw one here. Base is loaded, two outs, and it's outside. It's a slider that bends away. Now three balls and a strike. I said it a moment ago I was wrong because first base is open. This time, bases are loaded, and in a three-ball count, if Schmitz can't find the strike zone, Nevada will take their first lead of the night. I think uh, Schmitz's best approach here is to throw one center cut, and hopefully the batter East Eastman makes a mistake. So three balls, one strike. Here we go. Here's Schmitz's delivery. It is outside. That's ball four, and the Griffins have the lead. Griffins down to their last gasp in terms of their playoff lives. Came into this bottom of the seventh, trailing 7-2. Seven, and now two outs into it are up 8-7 to seven on an RBI walk by Mason Eastman. 
And now the 12th batter of the inning will come to the plate, but not before a mound visit between Schmitz and Fuller. And Schmitz really looking like he's laboring tonight. I don't much know how much longer you can leave him out here. He's been the Renegades' best pitcher, but there's some nights where you just don't have it, and Schmitz does not have it tonight. It, uh, Cole Wagner appears to have just gotten up and started to stretch with the uh, bullpen catcher putting on the gear. So Schmitz, I would assume, would have at least two to three batters to give Wagner a chance to get somewhat warm, although he has been de-aging tonight. Cade Beshore, who pinch ran for Anojos, the catcher, now is up to the plate. It's his first at-bat. Just came up from high school along with the other player that came up today, Sanderson. Both high school football players are playing tonight for Nevada. Beshore now taking his first at-bat. Could really break this thing open. Still bases loaded and two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Nevada now leads 8-7. to seven. Here's the delivery. It's a slider, and it's in there a call strike to Beshore 0-1. That may be the best slider that Schmitz has thrown all inning because there haven't been a lot of good ones. I agree with that. So no balls and a strike. Renegades have to get out number three right here against Beshore. 0-1 pitch. It's right down the middle. It's a call strike 0-2. And, and Schmitz, I think, noticing that it's a high school hitter looking to just overpower him and just end this inning once and for all. Renegades will have to rally for the first time tonight. They've got now six outs to score. At least one run. 0-2 pitch from Schmitz. Bashore will swing and miss into the glove of Fuller. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to the pinch hitter. Bashore, he struck out on three pitches, but not before a nightmare inning for the Renegades. They give up six runs, 12 batters come to the plate, and Aveda will send us to the eighth, leading 8-7. to seven. We'll be right back. Renegades looking to rally on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company at call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Renegade trailing for the first time all night long. They led 3-0 after 3 attacked it on four more runs in the seventh inning they were up seven to two entering the bottom of the seventh and then just proceeded to absolutely unravel and now trail eight to seven head into the eighth renegades now got six outs to rally 
And even though they had a great inning last time at the plate, it's going to start with the bottom of the order, 7-8-9, growing on in Hopkins. We'll see if the Renegades can rally as Sully Lane is back out. He came in in relief and looked pretty good for Nevada, and now the Renegades will have to get to the big, tall lefty. Like the Renegades matchup here is uh, two batters in a row, right-handed hitters against the left-handed pitcher. Actually, we'll have three with going on and then Hopkins to follow. So we'll see if they can get to him. Gorling takes a first pitch strike, 0-1. There is not a whole lot of movement in the Nevada bullpen. So this inning looks to belong to Lane, who all of a sudden find themselves leading this one 8-7. New catcher into the game, Bashore, who pinch ran for Hinojo. So now Bashore, I think he's missing a piece of equipment, goes over to the dugout. Don't know what happened on that pitch as Goring looked at a strike 0-1. Did you see something on that play specifically? It, it looks to be as they are uh, possibly talking over pitching signs as this is Bashore's first game. I saw a couple touches of a nose and maybe an eye, but he's going into the dugout. I wonder if it's something. Maybe got something in his eye? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, he's using a towel on the eye, so I guess that's what it was. You know, with this uh, Bashore's first game and already into catch, I wonder if Nevada might have a uh, lack of catchers on the roster. So if this uh, can't get cleared up quick, uh, it might be a little bit of trouble for the Nevada catcher position. Well, hopefully for the Renegades' sake, it'll throw Lane off his game because he came in last inning and got ground out, strike out, ground outs. Did give up the single to Imgard, and other runs were charged to him. But Lane did look pretty good in relief and now on for the eighth. Put things in perspective. Renegades, who looked to be on their way to a win, they were up seven to excuse, seven to two after six and a half innings. If the Renegades win tonight, they eliminate Nevada from the playoffs and clinch a playoff spot. But if Nevada wins, they close the gap to just two games with four to play and make things very, very interesting in the South Division. This would be a big collapse for the Renegades. One they they can't afford, but it would be a big damper on their playoff push. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. Especially with a tough schedule coming up with Sedalia, Joplin back-to-back -back at home, and then traveling to Chillicothe, which, again, doesn't have the best record there in the North Division. But, uh, you know, a long bus ride, and maybe that's part of the problem tonight, even though the Renegades got off to a fast start, that uh, it could uh, play a factor. This game was cruising by through the first six innings, then with both teams batting around or the Renegades sent eight to the plate, but both teams having long seventh innings have really slowed this pace, now even slower, because Mashore, who after just one pitch, apparently had some sort of problem because he's still in the dugout. They may be taking him out of the game, do not know what happened. He uh, looks to be hustled to the bathroom, so I'm going to assume possibly a contact situation or something to where he needs some water because he is not currently in the dugout, and here he comes back onto the field. He's back out. It looks to be like finally going to have another pitch being thrown. Not the way you want to start your first game at catcher, but it can only go up from here for Bashore. Absolutely, but Sully Lane, I, I would not be shocked to see him possibly a little rattled by this. So now Bashore is back behind the plate and Lane back up on the mound. Once again, in this top of the eighth inning, Renegades chilling 8-7. to seven. It'll be 7-8-9 seven, in the order going on and Hopkins. So Groing went 3-4 for four last night. He's 0-2 tonight. Back into the box. He's behind 0-1 against Lane. Lane a long look in to the catcher. Bashore into his lineup, and here's the delivery. Groing will hit it in the air out to shallow right center field. Center, second baseman Eastman going out. He's calling for it, and he makes the catch for out number one. Groing is retired for the third time tonight. And the Renegades now down to the last five outs. And catcher Bashore going out to the mound. I think he 
Maybe a little bit of both. I think Bashor may need just to ask a little bit about the signs because there was a longer look in before that pitch. Maybe a little bit of a cross-up going on. Absolutely. it uh, got to be tough, though. You know, you're starting football season, and then you have the Nevada Griffins ask you uh, to come in and play a game and to be a catcher, too, with all these college pitchers. You know, they throw nastier stuff than high school kids and uh, all the signs and whatnot. And Bashor uh, struggling here but trying to get the last five outs. Colby on in with nobody on and one out. Was hit by pitch. Scored a run his last time up. That was last inning. First pitch. Looks at one. Eppins way inside. And just went over the foot of Odd. No, are they going to say that hit him? They are. Odd didn't even come out of the box. Like you, you didn't even make an argument that he was hit. And the umpire ruled that he was hit. I mean, it's, uh, Renegades will take it. But I don't, that's a call that goes in favor of Jefferson City. Absolutely. And the Renegades need base runners. Uh, sure let that pitch that looked to be a fastball get right past him. So, uh. That's exactly what they need. They need runners on base to advance on these pass balls that Bashore is allowing. So odd hit by the pitch, although once the ball came in, he didn't come out of the box or say anything that he'd been hit at. The umpire was the one who made the call. Now Hopkins in with one out and a runner on. We'll look at a first pitch strike on the inside corner, 0-1. So odd hit by a pitch for the second straight inning. Hopkins is at a good night. Two base hits, two runs score. Renegades could use hit number three out of him right here. Showing this one 8-7 to seven in the top of the eighth. Lane comes set. Lefty's delivery is going to miss inside now one and one. Starting to wonder if uh, Coach Mike D'Amelia at first base might tell Ott to uh, run here with decent speed to try to test Bashore's arm. I mean, One ball, one strike, and one out. Here's the delivery. It's inside two and one. The only thing is with the lefty lane, he's looking right at Ott. If it's a right-handed pitcher, it's almost a sure thing that we'd see a runner put in motion. Absolutely. But Ott can't get too big of a lead with the lefty looking right at him. So two balls and a strike on Hopkins. Here comes the delivery. It's inside now 3-1. and one. Ott may not have to go in motion if Lane loses Hopkins here. But Ott is certainly not getting good read on the pitcher lane because when Lane kicks that leg up, Ott's first step is back towards first and not towards second. He knows Lane has a good move from past games, so uh, he's doing the right thing here. One out, run, runner on, 3-1 to Hopkins. It's low, it bounces in there, and the Renegades have two on with one out down a run here in the eighth. Don't have a hit, but a base on balls and a hit by pitch has the Renegades in business. Now the top of the order, Adonis Forte coming to the plate with a chance to knock this thing up or put the Renegades back out in front. Absolutely some good speed with Adonis too. It'd be tough to double him up. So uh, Renegades looking to tie this game back up here. Renegades trail this one 8-7 to seven after leading for pretty much the entire game. Forte one for three with a double and a walk. He shows bunt but then pulls back as his misses. Bashore will throw down to second but back in time safely was Otts. Not a bad throw there by the catcher Bashore. Not awful. I wouldn't call it a uh, mink league level though uh, from uh, what we've seen earlier in the game but uh, definitely not an easy steal for the Renegades if they uh, decide to do that. Forte showed Bone on the first pitch. Now ahead 1-0. and Infield in at the corners. Runners going as Forte hits this one out to deep left. Going back is not Arado. Looks to have a play. Otto will have to head back to second place. And that will be out number two as Forte flies out. And that's a shame because it looked like Ott got a real good jump. I think he would have had third stolen. Absolutely. I don't think Bashore uh, would have even thrown down. So Ott had to hustle back to second base. Now it'll be all up to Cole Wagner if the Renegades want to score here in the eighth. Hopkins walked as at first, and Ott, who was hit by a pitch at second base, and Wagner will have to get a base hit here to bring him home. You think they try and steal again here? Ott back in. Here's the first pitch to him. Misses outside 1-0. Thought process, if you try and have Ott steal third, 
is then you could potentially have a wild pitch that brings him home. But you also don't want to make the L number three at third base. Absolutely. That's a way easier throw than the uh, throw down second. Ah, it's running. Here's the pitch. It's upstairs. The throw to third. It's not even going to be made, and Ott is in there safely. And Bashore didn't even make the throw, so give out the stolen base. And now runners at the corners with two outs for the Renegades. Pitch misses up, so now it's 2-0 to Wagner. If one gets away, which we've seen a couple of this inning, it could bring Ott home from third base, who already scored on a wild pitch last inning. Hopkins at first, here's the 2-0 to Wagner. It's low, it's going to kick away, but not far enough. Hopkins will go to second base on the play, but Ott stays at third. But regardless now, Wagner, if he were able to get a base hit, could drive home two runs. It is a 3-0 count, though, so we could see bases loaded for Andrew Imgarn. Looks like possibly Lane don't trust... Uh Bashore here to uh, catch his curveball. It's been a lot of fastballs in a row, so these Renegades hitters should take advantage of that. Three balls, no strikes to Wagner. Here's a delivery. It's way upstairs. That's ball four, and the Renegades have loaded them without a hit. There are two outs in the inning, but runners at every single base as the Renegades, who trail eight to seven, have something cooking here in the eighth inning. Now heading out to the mound will be the coach for the Griffins. He's going to call for a right-hander, and that will be it to Lane. Interesting decision to bring in a righty with the lefty Imgarden coming to the plate, but that's what the Griffins are going to do, and that'll be it for Lane, who trots off the mound and will give way to a new pitcher with bases loaded. So we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Is it the Renegade Trail 8-7 in the top of the eighth? We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions. Had to come back a little early because we did not want to miss Imgarden in with the bases loaded. First pitch, a ball, 1-0. Thought I had a few extra seconds before Strobel took them out, but did not want to risk missing this. Bases loaded, two-out opportunity for the Renegades who trail this one, 8-7. Imgarden in, he singled home two last inning and also has a three-run blast. He's got five RBIs. Here's the next pitch. It is inside, 2-0. 
New pitcher just in the ball game, Jacob Strobel, played in left field last night. He's on the mound in a big spot here as the Renegades' number three hitter, Andrew Imgarden, is in with the bases loaded, has the lefty-righty advantage, and now is ahead two balls and no strikes. Runners take the leads at every base. Here's the 2-0 pitch. It snaps in there, a strike. Beautiful delivery by Strobel. Jacob Strobel posting a 7.74 ERA, 12 appearance, 45.1 innings, which leads the Griffins by a bunch. So he's de got definitely experience and probably has experienced this situation before. So uh, tough matchup for the Renegades here. Renegades trail 8-7, to seven, bottom of the eighth inning, two outs and bases loaded. 2-1 pitch. It is going to come inside to that hit. M. Garden. did he swing the bat? That's the call. No call has been made. And while walking out is the umpire. What's the call? Did that hit M. Garden? And it looks like they're going to rule the swing. Head coach Mike D'Amelia is having Imgarn show him that that hit him on the wrist. And now what call is going to be made? They're going to go have a discussion and see whether they rule it hit by pitch or a swing. It would mean difference between a tie ball game and a 2-2 count. It's a ginormous call in this ball game. If they rule hit by pitch on Imgarn, it's 8-8. Base is still loaded. If they rule swing, it's 2-2 count. Two outs and still an 8-7 ball game. He, put, he motioned his arms up like it was a foul ball. It might have hit the uh, knob of the bat is what I would assume because it definitely looked like it hit his hand. But. They're still going to rule foul ball, and head coach Mike Demilia, I do not think, is happy with this call. Emgarn is pleading with his case that it hit him. And now head coach Mike Demilia has just been thrown out of the game. He's been ejected for arguing the call. And fans here at the ballpark are loving it as he has now been tossed. And not only that, it's a two-ball, two-strike count to Imgarn. We'll now have to head back into the batter's box. Field umpire throughout Coach Mike D'Amelio when he was really in the grill of the home plate umpire. So uh, you don't see that very often. Usually it's a guy who's getting, you know, a little stern talking to. is usually one who ends up throwing him out. But the field umpire hopped in, and Coach Mike D'Amelio's night's done, and hopefully uh, Renegades get a win. So back-to-back -back nights with a coach for these two squads ejected. This time it's the Renegades and Tamili who is thrown out, but hopefully Imgarden could help his coach out and come through here. Does not get the benefit of the call on what looked to be a hit by pitch. It's now two balls and two strikes. Bases still loaded. Strobel looking to get the Griffins out of this mess. Renegades number three hitter Imgarden's back into the box, and now time is called. Looks like we're waiting for something. I don't know what. Oh, we needed, needed a, a first bit. Yep. Yeah. Needed a first base, base coach. Would guess this is one of the Renegades players. I don't know who else it would be. Head coach Mike D'Amelio has exited the dugout now, and I would assume assistant coach Bexton will take over as the head coach for the rest of the game. He's at third, and now Renegades have got someone at first base. Don't know who it is. We have to assume it's a player. Regardless, it's time to play baseball. Two balls and two strikes to Imgarden. Here we go. Strobel will pitch out of the windup. A very long look into the catcher, but sure, into the windup. Here's the delivery. It is swung on, flown out to shallow left field. Coming in is Nadarada. Going out is Chance. Still running, and he makes the catch, and that will end the inning, and the Renegades have left them loaded. They load them up without a hit, but thanks to a pop-out and some help from the home plate umpire, the Renegades do not score a run. To the bottom of the eighth we go, and Aveda leads this one 8-7. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. So one ball and one strike on Carter Gorling, who was three for four with a sack fly last night. And now tonight has sported an offer, but could come through in his biggest at-bat of the game with Matashek at second, rethrow at first. Running gate shell eight to seven. Here's the pitch to Gorling. It is outside, although be sure behind the plate, tried to frame it, but now two and one to Gorling. Be sure looks to be settling in here. Not a lot of pass balls to advance uh, these renegade runners. So hit by pitch and an error has two on going. Will swing line to third base. That's into left field for a base hit. The renegades are going to tie the game as Manischek is into score. Reether on his way to third. Goring's to second base and an RBI double from Carter Goring has tied it at eighth in the ninth inning. And the renegades are alive, looking to clinch a playoff spot. Carter Goring's first hit of the night in his second RBI in two days against the Griffins as he comes up clutch just past the diving glove of Gray, and we are tied. Great job by Gorling there just to pull that ball right down the third baseline on the ground but hit with enough speed, and uh, this game's tied with the Renegades looking to have the advantage swinging back towards him. With just a ball in play here by Ott, could give the Renegades a lead. Second and third, only one out. Ott in, first pitch way upstairs, but sure snares it. It's now one ball and no strikes. This inning started with a hit by pitch, then an, then a pop-up, then an error allowed two on. And then a RBI double by Gorling has us tied at eight. Runners now at second and third. Renegades looking to take the lead. Here comes the windup, the pitch to Ott. It is just below the knees now. Nope, a called strike, one and one. Thought that pitch was going to bend low, but it's a called strike. So now one and one on Ott. They do bring the infield in, so... If Ott puts one on the ground, you'd think they're coming home, but also decent speed with Gorling. So if Ott could put a ball into the outfield, this may be a 10-8 lead. It's a swing hit in the air to right. Right fielder Pickering is after it. He's still on the run. He sizes it up. He makes the catch. Here comes the runner ether. Here comes the throw to the plate. It is going to be in time, and they tag him out. He is out at the plate, and this thing stays tied. An absolute bullet of a throw from Pickering. Reether is out at the dish, and a perfect tag from Bashore. Keeps this thing tied at eighth, headed to the bottom of the ninth. About as good of a throw that Pickering could have made, and a dead duck coming home is Reether, although good speed, just a perfect throw, and the Renegades leave two on base, headed to the bottom of the ninth. We've, uh, we've seen him make that throw. He's got a strong arm out there, but uh, I like the chance. I like the chance to take the lead right there with a ball that looked deep enough, but Pickering, again, has kept this Nevada team right there in it with now his defense on top of the great offense. To the bottom of the ninth we go. Can Nevada walk it off and keep their playoff hopes alive? They'll be facing Tanner Schmidt back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Bottom of the ninth, this thing all knotted up at eight. And Tanner Schmitz looking to keep this thing right where it's at and send us to extras. First pitch will miss outside a ball. 1-0, he's facing the middle of the order, man. Warren Pickering and then Nadarada. Pickering is having one heck of a game. Got a home run and then just kept things tied a moment ago with a perfect throw. This one in the air off to the right side. That is going to get out of play just past scoring. He just ran out of room. It's now one ball and one strike on Man Warren who looks to reach and potentially give the Griffins a walk-off win. Tanner Schmitz, uh, it's only been a couple pitches, but it just looks like he's more confident hustling to the mound. I think he knows the situation here, knows that he needs to come out and execute. So now 8-8 ball game. Nevada has 12 hits compared to the Renegades' 8. Just got to 8 on a Carter Goring RBI double in the top of the ninth. Schmitz now back into his lineup. Here's his 1-1 delivery. Meets his low blocked by Fuller. And that makes things 2-1. Would assume Schmitz, no way we see him tomorrow with how much he's pitched tonight. Already pitched an inning and two-thirds. Now back out for another one. Look, and he send us to extra innings. Number four hitter, Man Warren, in a two-ball, one-strike count. Here's the delivery, misses outside. It's now 3-1 and one on Man Warren. And the Renegades not looking to put the go-ahead walk-off run here to start the bottom of the ninth inning. No, I would expect Man Warren to, to get a pitch to hit here by Schmitz, and uh, you just got to bank on Man Warren making a mistake. So Strobel in the top of the ninth, a blown save, although it was an unearned run. 3-1 pitch from Schmitz. It's going to snap in there. A perfectly executed slider, and that runs it full. That was one of Schmitz's better ones tonight. Absolutely. I love the confidence to be able to throw that pitch on 3-1, and now you have a uh, – you got one pitch here for a walk or a strikeout. Man Warren back in. This pitch misses inside, and that's a walk to start the bottom of the ninth inning. Man Warren reaches for the third time tonight on first base. Looked like Schmitz tried to come back with it once again, but could not find it. And the Renegades are now in danger here in the bottom of the ninth. Coach Bexton is going to head out and have a meeting with Schmitz. And actually looks like he's going to take the ball. I had to think for a second realize that he is now the manager. And he's going to come and get the ball from Schmitz who will leave. And in comes Cole Wagner. His third appearance will be by far his biggest of the season. In the bottom of the ninth, we're tied at eight. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. 
Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Paul Wagner has had some big pitching appearances and some real good ones, but none as big as this. His third trip to the mound will look to try and send us to extra innings here in Nevada. 8A score, bottom of the ninth inning, Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel. Thanks so much for spending your Tuesday night with us on the Show Me Sports Network. And we hope to bring you a Renegades extra innings win because if we do, that would mean the Renegades are playoff bound and would knock out the Griffins from playoff contention. But the Griffins not going away quietly, and they're going to face Cole Wagner and Andrew Pickering, Renegades killer, coming to the plate with one on and nobody out in this bottom of the ninth inning. I like the change to get this lefty-lefty matchup against uh, what's been Nevada's tonight, their best player overall. So. Uh... Here's the cold to ex- execute some pitches and uh, send us so often into extras. So man, Warren on first base. That is the responsibility of Schmitz, who goes an inning in two-thirds, strikes out one, gives up three walks and three hits. Pickering will look at a first pitch ball. Now 1-0 delivered by Wagner. We first saw Wagner pitch in the exhibition game against, I believe that was the uh, Queen City Crush, and then pitched here last week, got the final three outs, didn't give up a run. Now one ball and no strike on Pickering. Here's Wagner's delivery. Is it in the air to right but should be playable for Matishek? He's coming in. Ott's going out. Ott's calling for it. And he makes the catch for out number one. And an excellent start for Wagner as he gets a dangerous hitter to start his appearance on the mound in the ninth. Absolutely. If he needed any boost of confidence, even though he's posting right now 0.0 ERA, getting Pickering out in a situation like this should give it to him. Now Elijah Nadarada will step in. He came in a couple innings ago in for Case Sanderson, struck out, and then doubled home a run in the seventh inning. That at the time, I believe, tied this ball game. So now it is an 8-8 game in the bottom of the ninth. Here's Schmidt's delivery. Nadarada swings and misses on the pitch from Wagner. Good delivery there. It's now 0-1. So Wagner... Making his third appearance. If he gets through this, we'll go to extras tied at eight. If he gives up a run, it'll be a walk-off for the Griffins who keep their playoff hopes alive. Here comes the 0-1 to Nadarada. Misses up, and now one ball and one strike. Now we're into the middle part, bottom part of this Griffins order. Six-hitter Nadarada with the number seven-hitter chance on deck. One ball and one strike. Here's a delivery to Nadarada. He will take it, and he will miss just up and in. Now two balls and a strike. Really like that pitch right there. From Wagner at inside, looked like upper corner, and uh, he's just very close to executing these pitches perfectly to get out of this jam. So now two balls and a strike. Here's his delivery to Nadarada. It misses inside, and now Wagner in danger of putting the go-ahead run in scoring position with less than two outs if he loses Nadarada right here. Caleb Chance, who had a single score to run in the seventh inning and then walked at the same point in that seventh inning, waits on deck. Three balls and a strike. Here's Wagner's delivery. It's hit in the air to left field, sinking fast. It is going to drop in front of Redder, and then it gets by him. 
but he will keep it in front of him enough to hold the runners at first and second as the left fielder for the Renegades had to dive to save that ball. Reether, I believe I mispronounced his name a second ago. I apologize for that. But Reether was able to just barely keep it in front of Ricardo. That's the first hit against Cole Wagner. And now runner at first and second with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Reether with good awareness that he fell down and kept it in front. If not, you might see him score all the way from first if that ball sneaks to the fence. If that ball gets by, that is certainly more than enough to score the runner all the way from first base if Reether can't hang on there. So now in is Caleb Chance. A base hit could end this ball game. 8-8 score, one out, bottom of the ninth. First pitch to Chance is in there. A call strike, good delivery right there from Wagner. Nevada now up to 13 hits against the three Renegades pitchers so far. Runner at second base is Schmidt's responsibility. That's Man Warren, and then Natarada at first just singled. And now it looks like time is going to be called, and we're going to have a pinch runner for Man, for Man Warren, number 20, trotting out there. That looks to be Justin Agnor. He pitched last night and now runs for the DH. Justin Agnor. Nevada stacking the deck here and putting some speed on second. So Agnor looking to come around and score the winning run against Cole Wagner. Is now back into the box. Will be chance. He's in a no ball, one strike count. Base hit could end this, you would assume, with decent speed out of Agnor. Nevada would close the gap to just two games for that last wild card spot with a walk off win in the bottom of the ninth inning off of Cole Wagner. Here comes the 0 1 pitch. It is popped up behind the plate. Now 0 2. Big pitch coming for Wagner if he could get his first strikeout and out number two right here. I trust Fuller enough to possibly keep a Wagner curveball in front, so. Uh... Maybe a waste pitch in the dirt here might not be the worst idea, trying to get a strikeout. So here we go. No balls and two strikes. Two runners on against the Renegades for Nevada. Wagner sets, and now will step off the mound and look the runner back to second base. Shortstop chance in the play. Eastman is on deck. Eastman walked in or walked driving a run last inning. That was in the seventh inning, but regardless, one of the two of them could walk this thing off. Wagner looks out at the runner at second. Now here's 0-2 pitch to chance. It's grounded back up the middle, but Wagner gets a glove on it. He will throw to first. That is out number two as retiring the batter chance is Wagner. Don't know if that would have made its way into the outfield, but it was right up the middle, and Wagner gets the glove on it just to get out number two. I think Wagner saved the game right there. That ball seemed to have enough contact to sneak right in between Hopkins and the second baseman for the Renegades, Colby Ott. So I think... Uh, Wagner did himself a favor and fielded that ball and getting out of first. So now runners at second and third. The walk-off run for the Griffin stands 90 feet away, and we've seen a bunch of wild pitches on both sides tonight. Wagner can't afford to bounce one with good speed and Agnor at, at third base. Here's the first pitch to Eastman. It is a called strike in there. I think Eastman went around regardless. It's now 0-1. Nevada fans hoping for a walk-off here against the Renegades, and meanwhile we're all hoping to send this game to extras. Snowballs and a strike. Renegades don't hold the runners on. That's at second and third base. Obviously just playing for out number three against Eastman. Agnor takes his lead off of third base. Wagner looks in. Here's his 0-1 delivery. It's swung on. Hit in the air to left. Going back is the left fielder, Reether. He's still going back. He slows up, and he will make the leaping catch. And Wagner and the rest of the Renegades can breathe a sigh of relief as that ball would not miss by much, but it's caught, and that'll send us to extras. Whew. 
Whew, that was that was a close one. I'll it say was, that much. Uh, definitely on the warning track, and Reether had a play like that earlier, but uh, comes in there and completes that one to push this game into extra innings. So the extras we go, all tied at eight. It looks like it's going to be Strobel back out there for the Griffins. Can the Renegades jump back out in front? We'll be back in just a moment to find out on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Tommy Reether saving the game with a catch at the warning track in the bottom of the ninth. And because of that, we are in extra innings here. Benjamin Bryce Priest will come to you from the Dr. Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Hopefully the bus ride back, thanks to Doc and Norm, will be a happy one with a Renegades extra inning win. It would also mean eliminating the Nevada Griffins from playoff contention. And now we'll see what they can do against Jacob Strobel. And Taylor Hopkins will lead it off. I think this is the first time all night he's sporting the neon green batting goes. Maybe looking for some good luck here. I was about to say the same thing. First pitch to him. He will look at a pitch low and away now 1-0. So to the top of the 10th inning now as the Renegades on this first of two straight road games looking to end this thing Quickly, 1-0 pitch now coming from Strobel to Hopkins. Also misses low, so now two balls and no strikes to the shortstop. If I'm Hopkins, I'm very selective of what I'm swinging here. So Hopkins back into the box facing Strobel, who blew the save in the ninth, but it was an unearned run. Now the two-ball, no-strike pitch to Hopkins, fouled off to the right side, now 2-1. and one. Yeah, if not for the error made by the left fielder, not Arata, the, this game would have ended after the top of the ninth inning. Renegades catch a break. Now let's see if they can take advantage in extras. So it'll be Hopkins, then back to the top in Forte and Wagner. 2-1 pitch, misses upstairs. It's now three balls and a strike. Hopkins to lead this inning off and get on base. Hopkins had a good night. Two singles and two runs scored. Also walked. He's two for three. Three balls and a strike. Schrobel looks into his catcher, but sure, into the lineup. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It is at the knees. A called strike. Good location there, and we're now full. No activity in either bullpen, so this looks like to be Strobel and Wagner's game here. So top of the 10th inning now. Three balls and two strikes to Hopkins. He'll hit this in the air to right. Going back is Pickering. It's hit pretty well, but Pickering will hang up and have a play on it. Fly out off the bat of Hopkins for out to number one here in the 10th. So Strobel has already pitched an inning in a third, now an inning in two-thirds. It's an 8-8 ball game. Nevada has 13 hits compared to the Renegades, eight. And now Adonis Forte will step in so far tonight. He's been on base twice with a walk and a double. One run scored. On deck is Cole Wagner, just pitched a ninth inning to get us to this point. 
First pitch coming to Forte. is swung on, hit in the air to left center. It's tailing off. Martino after it. Still running. He dives. He can't make the play, and that gets past him. Forte on his way to second base. Ball just now gathered. Forte's headed to third. He's flying to third, and he's in there standing with a triple with one out in the top of the 10th inning. Man, he was flying around the bases, and he is in there with a triple. Absolutely. That is, and we've even had a three-run home run in this game, but that might be the hit of the game considering time and place. I mean, the hustle to get to three on that ball. The, oh. c- the center fielder diving definitely helped him, but uh, great great play right there by Forte. Well, if Martino just plays it on a bounce, it's probably a double once it got by. I mean, Forte, when he was rounding second, I think that's the fastest we've seen anyone run for the Renegades. He was moving. So now Cole Wagner is in. One out, go ahead, run on third, infield in. First pitch is a called strike to the lefty batting DH 0-1. Yeah, Wagner could really help his case here for the uh, bottom to get Don his home. I assume we'll see Wagner pitch the top half of this inning. Hopefully it's with a lead. Forte, great speed, 0-1 pitch, just swung on a miss. It bounces in there but blocked by Bashur, and now it's imperative that Wagner protects here cannot afford to strike out and risk stranding that runner at third base Wagner's been a great contact hitter he's going to have to hit one hard because if it's on the ground they're coming home with this one Forte who just tripled off a third base trouble 0-2 count to Wagner here's the pitch that's way outside and now 1-2 and two. I think the biggest thing about that Forte triple is the ball just kept trailing and it just tailed away from the center fielder Martino now two, one ball and two strikes. Here's Strobel's delivery to Wagner. He will swing. He will foul it off and will do it again. Pretty good speed. And although Pickering threw a runner out at the plates a couple innings ago in the ninth inning when the Renegades tried to go out in front, I think Forte just a little bit faster than Reether was. So a five ball, I would guess, scores a run. I mean, we just saw Forte. There's, I don't think there's anyone else on this roster who turns that into a triple. No chance. One ball, two strike. Here's the delivery to Wagner. He will swing, hit it in the air off to the right side. First baseman Piazza's after it, slows up at the dugout, and it'll land on the Renegades' dugout. So Wagner just staying alive. All you need is a ball that's put in play. As long as it's a ground ball not right at an infielder, you can pretty much bank on Forte scoring. I agree with that statement. He uh, not doing much dancing around out there right now. Seems to be focusing and possibly hoping for a pass ball here with the uh, – High school catcher into the game. Wagner's been on base three times tonight. Two walks and a single. Two runs scored. No one bad bigger than this one. 8-8, top of the 10th. 1-2 pitch to Wagner. Hit in the air to left. Will it stay fair? It is sinking, and it's going to get foul. He hit that ball well, and that would have been extra bases, but it just kept tailing off. And Wagner, it's a third straight foul ball, and we're still stuck at one ball and two strikes. Wagner fighting for position right now. Almost pushed that ball into left field, and... uh... He's trying to pad a lead because he knows he's in next inning to pitch. Piazza and Eastman on the right. Chanson Gray on the left. Infield all in. Forte off a third. One out and a one-two pitch coming. Wagner will take it low. That's an excellent hold there. I don't know how he held up because it looked like he wanted to go down and try and get that. So Wagner has now battled it to two balls and two strikes. Straight facing Strobel, who so far through an inning and two-thirds has given up two hits and one unearned run. Blown save. So now a two-ball, two-strike count. Strobel, the right-hander facing the left-hander, Wagner. Now comes set at the belt. Forte off of third base. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Wagner. It'll hit off the end of the bat. Uh, just getting enough to fight off the pitch there was Wagner. Man, is he working on this at bat? Absolutely. Tried to go backdoor slider right there, and Wagner just stuck the nose of the bat out to get a little piece of wood on it. So uh, good job by Wagner fighting it off. 
So we'll do the 2-2 once again. This becoming a lengthy at-bat between Strobel and Wagner. So runner at third. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Way upstairs and caught behind the dish by the catcher, Bashore. But now it's run all the way to a 3-2 count against Wagner. First and second both open, but you love if Wagner just puts one in play when your best contact hitters and bring in the run for Teo's at third base. Here comes Strobel Street to delivery. Wagner will take it low, and that's a walk. What an incredible at-bat by the Renegades DH. Was behind early and worked it all the way full before taking a walk. And when we look back, that could go a long way because Wagner looked like he may be on his way to an unproductive at-bat, now walks and sets up runners at first and third with one out for Imgarden. Absolutely. I would look for Wagner to steal either the first or second pitch that uh, Strobel throws with the runner on third and the speed. Even if he throws down a third, Adonis could score. So one out now, runners at the corners, 88 game, top of the 10th. Imgarn's got five RBIs. Here's the first pitch. He swings, grounds it foul into the Renegades' dugout. A nice leaping grab. I can't see who that was. That looks, I think, to be Roman Sherman. And then he tosses the ball right back to the pitcher. That's being heads up in the dugout. So now Wagner at first, Forte at third. Renegades tied 8-8, looking to take the lead in this top of the 10th inning. Strobel sets. Imgarn's ready. Here's the delivery. It is going to miss. Nope, it's a called strike on the outside corner. And Imgarden did not like it. Once that was called, he came out of the box. I don't think he thought that was strike two. So no balls and two strikes. Let's see if Imgarden can come up big here in a two-strike count. He's been clutch all night. Number three batter. A couple hits, five RBIs. And now in an 0-2 count. Runners at the corners. Here's Strobel's delivery. He swings and misses. And three pitches. All that's needed for Strobel to strike out Imgarden. And now it'll take a two-out hit by Matashek if the runner, Renegades want to jump out in front. Good off-speed by Strobel there that uh, just tied Imgarden up. Uh, Matashek needs to get this run home. So runners still at the corners. Infield now moving back with two outs. Matashek does not have a hit tonight, and he's hitting over 300 on the season. So the odds would tell you he's due. Here's the first pitch to him, and he takes one at just misses high. I don't know how you call that a ball, but the one Ingram is strike. Excuse me, not Ingram, Ingarden. Regardless, Matashek will take it, and it's now 1-0. Runners at the corners, infield playing in pretty much normal death, and Strobel working to work a magic act after the go-ahead runners at third with only one out. Walked Wagner and then struck out Imgarden, so it's up to Matashek. 1-0 pitch. He will take it low. It's now two balls and no strikes. And also the Renegades on base leader, Luke Fuller, the catcher, waits on deck if Matashek can continue this inning, either driving in the run or loading him up. Small lead at first for Wagner. First baseman Piazza is holding him on. Interesting decision with two outs because it opens up a more room on the right side. 2-0 pitch. Matashek swings, hits it in the air out to center field, but Martino barely having to move. Now coming in, he's got it measured up, and he makes the catch, and that will be out number three, and Strobel has done it, left the runner at third base and keeps things tied at eight. So to the bottom of the tenth we go now. Renegades looking to just send it to 11. It'll be Cole Wagner back out there. We're right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. 
Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Cole Wagner back out for the bottom of the 10th inning. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel for you on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Renegades looking to clinch a playoff spot. Nevada are going to keep their playoff hopes alive. It'll be 9-1-2 facing Wagner here in the bottom of the 10th inning. Renegades looked like they were going to be on their way to taking the lead in the top half of this inning. Forte tripled with one out but then was left stranded thanks to Strobel coming back. And now he's in line for the win if the... If the Griffins can walk things off here, it'll be Cade Beshores, Nicholas Martino, and Seth Gray due up for the Griffins. Wagner already two-thirds of an inning pitch. This one is in there. A called strike 0-1-1. Beautiful off-speed right there from Wagner to get this 10th uh, inning started. Beshore back into the box. He struck out on three pitches his first time up. Now he's leading off the 10th inning. Here comes the 0-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. He was way out in front of that one. And I would have to think if Wagner gives him something right down the middle on a fastball, I think he may have strike number three because Beshore just does not look comfortable there in the batter's box. So now Wagner looking into his catcher, Fuller. Here's a no ball and two strike pitch. It's a fastball, but it misses upstairs. Now one and two. Wagner, when he came in, was able to get the last two outs. Gave up one hit, but no runs. More importantly, now being asked to go for another inning. Don't know how long Wagner's got in him. No one up, warming up in the Renegades' bullpen. One ball, two strikes now. Here's Wagner's delivery. It will be up and outside now, two and two. Very good. Very surprised for sure right there. Did not swing that pitch right on the corner. So two balls and two strikes now. Bashore putting together a better at bat here. Struck out his first time up. Wagner a longer look into four. Now he's got a sign he likes. Here comes the 2-2 delivery from the lefty. Swung on him. It's blew the heat by him. And that's strike three. Swinging it out number one here in the bottom of the tenth. Weiner comes right back to get him after two straight balls, and he's got out number one. And we'll now go back to the top in Martino and Gray, two dangerous threats for the Griffins. So Wagner now completing one full inning has struck out now one batter. Could potentially see this game go to the 11th if Wagner can get two more outs. Renegade sent five to the plate in the top of the inning, did not score a run. Now number two batter this inning, Martino in. Here's Wagner's first pitch. It will bend inside. Now one ball and no strikes. Renegades have nine hits compared to Nevada's 13. 
Wagner now will throw once again to Martino and misses inside again. So now two balls and no strikes. Don't want to put in on because he's a threat to steal a bag and could put the Griffins with a runner in scoring position with less than two outs. Absolutely. Uh, Wagner's got enough control. I think he's going to get back in the strike zone here. So Wagner, two balls and no strikes on Martino. Here comes his delivery. It will be inside corner called strike one. That's a big pitch right there because it was borderline, and Wagner gets the call, so it's two and one. Renegades have the infield defense playing pretty much straight up in normal positions. Here comes Wagner's 2-1 delivery. It's inside, and it gets Martino. He's hit by a pitch, and now the Griffins have the winning run at first base with only one out here in the 10th. So one out, Martino is hit by a pitch. That'll be his third time on base in five at-bats. Officially he's came to the plate six times, but five considering the hit by pitch. So now Seth Gray will step in. He doubled home two in the seventh inning. And with the speed of Martino, another ball that's in the gap could potentially walk this thing off for the Griffins. Wagner uh, needs to take a breath here and get back to his normal mechanics. Every pitch was inside. I, I don't think it was a placement thing. I think it was just possibly a minor mechan mechanic switch could get him back in the zone here. So now Martino at first base. Here comes the first pitch to Gray. It misses outside now 2-0. and Wagner was behind 2-1 and one on Martino before hitting him with a pitch. So now it's one ball and no strikes on Gray. Gorling is holding the runner Martino on at first base. Lefty Wagner looking right at him, so he can't get a big lead. Here comes the 1-0 delivery to Gray and misses upstairs 2-0. And now Wagner really got to find the strike zone here. In danger of putting a runner in scoring position with the big boys in the lineup coming up. The number three hitter Piazza on deck and then Agnor to follow. I guess that is important, man. Warren, the cleanup hitter, out of the lineup because Agnor pinch ran for him in the ninth inning. 2-0 pitch, misses outside. It's now three balls and no strikes to Gray. And Wagner really starting to fade a little bit on the mound. This inning did strike out Peshore for out number one, but then was behind 2-1, hit Martino, and has now gone 3-0 to Gray. Needs to find the strike zone here. Wagner comes set, lefty pitching from the stretch. Here's his 3-0 delivery. It's hit in the air, right side, Goring chases, but that's getting out of play. The very least good for Wagner to come back right there and find the strike zone. Absolutely. Very surprised Gray swung at that pitch with uh, Wagner looking to lose the strike zone, but... Uh... To the benefit of the Renegades, uh, hopefully he can come back and get an out from Gray now. So Gray still had three balls and a strike, winning run at first base with only one out in the bottom of the 10th inning. We're in an 8-8 ball game. Renegades tied this thing in the top of the ninth at 8, look to take the lead and Pickering throughout the go-ahead run and read their at-home plate. 3-1 pitch, it's going to be cold strike at the knees. That's a big pitch because Gray thought he had ball four, started to make his way to first. Home plate umpire called strike as Fuller framed it, and it's now 3-2. and two. Good pitch, a uh, good ground out pitch right there because uh, I'm sure Wagner would love a double play here so he can get back up to bat. Reether, Forte, and Matashek in the outfield. 3-2 pitch, runners going. It's going to miss low, so it doesn't matter. And now two on with one out, both without a hit. But the Griffins have something cooking here in the bottom of the 10th looking to walk it off. Hit batter to Martino to put him on first, but now the walk just a moment ago to Gray has runners at first and second base with only one out, and now we're going to have a quick meeting at the mound. What do you think they're going over here with Wagner? I think he's probably just telling him to settle down, trust in his defense, and throw strikes. You know, He doesn't have the most velocity. His off-speed's his off actually solid, but uh, he's going to have to trust the defense here, and you would hate to walk in some runs um, to lose this game and uh, make Nevada come closer in the playoff push. So I think the pitching coach came out and uh, 
just trying to settle him down and tell him that he's got a good defense behind him and uh, make uh, make Nevada make a play here. So Piazza in the batter's box now. He's got two hits tonight, driven in a run, and a base hit here with the speed of Martino at second could send Nevada home with a win. Would improve them to 14-25, and 25, drop the Renegades to 15-22. and 22. It put the Griffins just two games back of Jefferson City with four games to play. So lefty-lefty matchup, Wagner with the advantage. And now here comes his first pitch to Piazza, takes it, and that's on the outside corner called strike 0-1. Important right there to get up early, I think, for uh, Wagner's confidence, but also so he can work off some pitches off of that uh, outside fastball. Runner at first base is Gray. Martino at second. Renegades don't hold either of them on. No balls and a strike. Here's a delivery to Piazza. Swings, hits it in the air to left. Reether after it, still running, and now has shies it up, and he makes the catch. Big out number two. Nice bounce back there from the pitcher Wagner to get Piazza on just two pitches. So Piazza is retired for the fourth time tonight, and now I would assume this will be Justin Agner. Nope, it's Man Warren, so I guess you can bring your DH back. No, it is... Number three, is that... Jacob Strobel, the pitcher. Strobel's going to hit it. What a... Okay, they're not making it easy on me. Yeah, Pickering's on deck, and and, and Agnor Pinch ran for Man Warren, and now Strobel, who's into the game at pitcher, will hit. So I'm guessing that they're just losing their DH. Because Strobel can hit, even though he's on the mound. He hit last night and played left field. He's now into the box with the go-ahead run at second base. Two outs, first pitch to Strobel up high, 1-0. and So Strobel could come through here. He would walk the game off and give himself the win on the mound. Danced around Forte being at third with one out in the top of the 10th. Didn't let him score. Now we're at 8-8, bottom of the 10th, and he could walk things off. This next pitch misses low. It's now two balls and no strikes on Jacob Strobel. This inning started with a strikeout before it hit by pitch and a walk. Put two on with one out. Wagner just got Piazza to fly out to left. So that's where we currently stand with two on and two out. Nevada could walk things off with a hit right here. So two balls and no strikes. Wagner checks runner Martino at second. Here's his delivery. Strobel takes and it's up high. 3-0 and, oh, and Wagner's in danger of loaded the bases here for the Griffins in the bottom of the 10th. Pickering, Renegade's killer, waits on deck, although Wagner got him to pop out to the second baseman in the ninth inning. Back in now is Strobel. He's in a 3-0 count. Would expect to take right here. He's going to show bunt and then pull it back. It's in there. Strike 3-1. and one. Obviously, Strobel not looking to actually bunt there, just trying to throw Wagner off. But Wagner able to pump in a strike. Strobel uh, readjusting batting gloves here. He might be ready to hit on this pitch, so uh, Wagner needs to definitely execute. Three balls and one strike. Wagner looking to send us to the 11th. Here comes his delivery. Strobel will swing and foul it off. And the Renegades are lucky because that looked to be ball four that Strobel chased and fouled off to run it four. So now runners will get a head start on a 3-2 pitch with two outs, so any ball hit that allows Strobel to reach will almost certainly score Martino from second base. Already has good speed, but now he's going to be on the run. So here we go. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Here's Wagner's delivery. Strobel will take its high ball four, and they're loaded with two outs in the bottom of the 10th. Winning run will now move just 90 feet away for the Griffins as up to third base is Martino. Gray goes to second, and on the walk, Strobel to first base. And now it's Andrew Pickering who has a home run in tonight up with the bases loaded and two outs facing Cole Wagner in this bottom of the 10th inning. I think what gives Wagner confidence is he knows he already got him out once on the pop-up. So uh, execute your pitches and try to do it again. I mean, to save this game and... Uh... 
First pitch coming to Pickering. It is looked at on the inside corner. Perfect location, 0-1-1. Nevada's loaded him up here in the bottom of the 10th, looking to walk it off, all without a hit. Pickering in, he's got a double and a home run. He is behind 0-1-1. Renegades don't hold any runner on. They've got a forced at any base. 8-8 ball game in the bottom of the 10th against the Griffins. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Pickering will sling. On it to the right side. Ott has got it played. He's up with it. His throw to first is in time. And Ott dances around base runners again. And he leaves them loaded to send us to the 11th. Well done by the Renegades left-handed pitcher. Cole Wagner, clutch right there. So let's, uh, let's get a run across and give him a chance to close out this game. Like you just said, let's get some runs. Going to the top of the 11th, will it be Strobel once again? We'll see. Renegades coming to bat on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Top 11 we go in this doozy of a ball game. Renegades after six and a half looked like they were well on a way to a victory before giving up, what was it, six runs in the bottom of the seventh inning to make it 8-7. Renegades then got... The tying run in the ninth inning when Strobel blew the save. Almost took the lead in the ninth, and if they did, they would have won this ball game. But Pickering made a great throw to get Reether out at home plates. And now we sit here at 8-8, top of the 11th. It'll be Luke Ford, Tommy Reether, and Carter Goring against Strobel, who's back out there already throwing two in the third innings. So here comes Luke Fuller. First pitch to him, misses outside. Now 1-0. Be sure, still back there behind the plate. High school catcher came in a few innings ago. Now having to catch a lot longer than I'd assume that they intended. Absolutely no action in either bullpen. So it looks like it's Strobel and Wagner's game here. 1-0 pitch to four. This one just off the outside corner. Misses now two balls and no strikes. Crowd starting to clear out a little bit. Still a decent amount of people, but not as many as we had earlier. Coming up on 10:40 here at the ballpark. Going on three hours and 40 minutes. 2-0 pitch coming to four. This misses low. Now three balls and no strikes on the Renegades catcher who looks to reach for the second time tonight. Renegades have had their chances in both the ninth and the tenth, but they've came up empty in both so far. Now let's see if they can jump out in the 11th. And I assume turn it over to Cole Wagner to try and pitch and in the game if they can take the lead. 3-0 to Wagner. It's right down the middle. Call strike three and one to Wagner. Excuse me, not Wagner. Fuller taking all the way. Looking to see who's coaching first base. I think that may be Ian Nolf. That is Ian Nolf coaching first base. 3-1 pitch to four. He swings and fouls off to the right side, and Strobel has bounced back after falling behind 3-0 to make it 3-2. It looks to be 
backup catcher for tonight in the Renegades bullpen, Joe Horschler. That would be something, all right, if he comes into pitch right here. Three balls and two strikes. Leadoff batter of the 11th. Luke Fuller will swing and pop it up on the infield. Eastman coming in along with Chance. Who wants it? Piazza's actually call for it and make the catch as Fuller is retired on the pop out for out number one. Nice work by Strobel to come back from 3-0 to get him. And now one up, one out in the 11th. And that will bring up the left-handed hitter. That's Tommy Reether looking to get something going in the top of the 11th inning. Don't know if we'll see Hersler. But, man, would that be something? I would assume he doesn't have a pitching appearance in this in this season. He does not. Yep. First pitch to Reether is upstairs, 1-0. Didn't miss by much, but Strobel doesn't get the call. So now 1-0. Reether not even leaving the batter's box. He's ready to go. Thrown out at home plate when he was on third base in the ninth inning. 8-8 ball game, top of the 11th. One out, nobody on this pitch. Also outside. So now two balls and no strikes. Going, waiting on deck for the Renegades. Reether, he, uh, he hugs the place plate in his stance uh no chance for an inside pitch to uh get by him here comes the 2-0 delivery he will swing and foul it off so now two balls and a strike renegades looking like they're gonna have to use an emergency pitcher because they just don't have enough arms and especially now when you're looking going at at least 11 i'm sure honestly kind of a nightmare scenario for a team that's batting for the playoffs with a week to go so now two balls and a strike. Here's the delivery from Strobel. It misses low and in and out. Reether a chance to get on base. He's ahead. Three balls and a strike. Renegades had runners at first and third with one out last inning. Left them both stranded. And now still tied 8-8 in the 11th looking to get something going. I may have to break into a second scorecard if this game goes on any longer the way we're going. 3-1 pitch coming to Reether. He will take it low. That's ball four below the knees, and the Renegades have another base runner. We'll see if this can be one that finally crosses the plate and Reether, who's at first base. If Horschler does end up coming into this game, you know, to look at the bright side, you could catch lightning in a bottle twice as Wagner originally joined the team, not a pitcher. Um, maybe Horschler's got a little magic like Wagner and uh, – just add more arms for the playoff stretch here. So Gorling in, runner on first, one out. First pitch to him, misses low, and that's going to go to the backstop, so Reether can head to second base. Goes right through the legs of the catcher, but sure, and now a base hit could put the Renegades out in front, and a 1-0 count to Gorling. Nevada has threatened to end this game multiple times. In the ninth, they had two on with two outs. In the tenth, they had him loaded with two outs, but hasn't been able to do it. Now Renegades looking to make, him, make them pay and eliminate him from playoff contention. 1-0 pitch coming to Gorling. It's going to miss low. Nice backhand and blocked by Bashore. And now 2-0 on Gorling. Colby Ott waits on deck. Hopkins in the hole. Reether off a of second base. Walked in the just advanced to second on the wild pitch. That may even be a pass ball because it just went right through the legs of the catcher. But two balls and no strikes on Gorling. Tied this game in the ninth with a cold-blooded double. Looks at a ball here. It's low 3-0 and... Not a ton of command here for Strobel this inning. Fell behind 3-0 to 4. Did come back to get him out, but then walked Reether and is now 3-0 to Gorling. Gorling back into the box now. Third baseman Gray playing a little closer to the third base bag. I don't know if Gorling would be able to thread another double like that. He's taken all the way, and it's right down the middle now. 3-1 on the Renegades first baseman. If I'm Gorling, I'm very selective with this pitch too. Very selective because Strobel has looked to see him lost the zone besides the last pitch when he knows Gorling isn't swinging. Three balls, one strike. This one hit in the air, out to left field. Nadarada going after it, barely has to move, and makes the catch for out number two. So Gorling flies out, and now it'll be all up to Colby Ott here in the 11th inning if the Renegades want to take the lead. 
Not Pat Wood on that one by Goring, but almost directly at Nadarod out there. Absolutely, and it uh, it was a fastball center cut, so Gorling did the right thing and swung the bat there. So Ott now in, seeing if he can be the hero, was out his first two plate appearances, then was hit by pitch and back-to-back times in the 7th and 8th, then flew out in the ninth. Officially 0 for 3. Could give the Renegades a 9-8 lead with a base hit right here. Here's the first delivery. It's outside now, 1-0 to Ott. Strobelich fell behind all five of the hitters that he's faced so far this inning. Excuse me, all four of the hitters that he's faced this inning. But has gotten two of them. The other standing at second base with a walk. Ott back into the box. Renegade second baseman. We're going to put them out in front. Read their off a second base. 2-0 pitch. Or excuse me, 1-0 pitch outside makes it 2-0. This has now, I believe, been two balls and no strikes on every batter so far this inning. Showboy is not giving up a run and only one base runner, but not crisp control, but nobody warming up whatsoever down there in the Nevada Griffins bullpen. Showboy comes set. Read the off at second base, and here comes a 2-0 pitch to Ott. He will swing and hit it right side foul. That gets out of place, and so now 2-1. and one. Like that approach from Ott, knowing a fastball is coming and uh, trying to push it to the opposite field, trying to score this run. So uh, Ott's ready to hit, not looking for a walk here. Two balls and a strike now on Ott, looking for his first hit of the night. Potentially put the Renegades out in front and turn it over to either Wagner or Herscher on the mound in the bottom of the 11th. Next pitch, swung on, foul off to the right side. That pitch had a ton of movement, and I don't know how Ott made contact, but he did. It's now 2-2. Two and two. Looked to be a slider out of the arm of Strobel, and man, did that thing take a hard left turn and go over towards the Renegades' first base dugout. Very good pitch. He's been selective with that pitch as the innings keep getting later and later. Hard left turn out of the pitcher's hand. Hard right turn for us. Regardless, 2-2 to Ott. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss on a ball upstairs. And Ott goes down on strikes to end the inning. Strobel's got another complete inning on the mound and keeps his line scoreless as we head to the bottom of the 11th. So who would be on the mound for the Renegades to try and keep this thing tied? We'll let you know in just a moment. Coming right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex, Doc and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! It will be Cole Wagner back out on the mound for the bottom of the 11th. His third inning out here on the bump as he has been a savior for the Renegades on the mound. In two innings, just struck out a batter, walked two, just one hit and no runs. And it's pretty crazy to think this was a guy about two weeks ago had never pitched in a ball in a game at the collegiate level. And now he's here trying to clock up a playoff spot for the Renegades pitching in extra innings. I think the most funny thing is, and we would have to ask Coach Mike what the exact thinking was, but the fact that he came in in a non-league game, probably trying to save some of your better arms for uh, Mink League games, and then ends up Cole Wagner has been a huge part in Mink League relief. 
So uh, hopefully he can keep it going here and we'll get another chance to hit. It'll be bottom part of the order for the Griffins. Six, seven, eight, Nadarada, Chance, and Eastman. Nadarada singled his last time up. We're going to start the bottom of the 11th. Cowbells going on here at the ballpark, trying to will their Griffins to a walk-off win and tighten the gap on the wild card to two games. Nadarada takes first pitch in their strike going one. So Nadarada came in in the middle of this game for Sanderson. Struck out, double, and single. He's had a nice game. Running gets hoping to keep him off the base pass. Wanger into his windup. Here's his 0-1 delivery. This pitch misses low now, 1-1 one one to the right-handed batting left fielder. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel with you on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in with us tonight for all almost four hours of this marathon. Renegades looking to win in extras. 8-8 ball game. Next pitch is in there. Called strikes now. 1-2. Nadarada is behind. Wagner's got one strikeout so far. That was against Bashore last inning. Then loaded the bases with two outs but got out of it. Otherwise, we would not be here right now. So one ball and two strikes on Nadarada. Chance waits on deck. Nobody out. Bottom of the 11th. One-two pitch. Misses way inside. So now we're even two and two. You mentioned this during the break. Looks like Herschler has stopped throwing. So this may be Wagner's game for about as far as he can take them. Two balls and two strikes. Here's delivery to Nadarada. Swung and fouled straight back. So we will stay put right here two and two. Getting late here at the ballpark, but uh, fans and players are still very attentive. Look onto the Renegades infield with every pitch on their toes, trying to get this win to push us to the playoffs. So we'll do the 2-2 once again. If Wagner can be successful, we'll go to the 12th, and the Renegades will have the, the actually the top part of their order up. 2-2 pitch. Nadarada swings and misses on a pitch low and inside. Wagner got him to chase. That's his second strikeout, and now two and a third innings. And how about Cole Wagner just continuing to pitch really well from the mound? Good off-speed right there to get uh, Nadarada off balance and uh, good pitch mix from Wagner and second batter up trying to do the same thing. So Wagner so far has faced pretty much everyone in this lineup at least once. Now back in against Chance who grounded out to the pitcher last time up. First delivery misses inside 1-0. Last time when Chance was up, he grounded it right back to middle of the ball. You think that if... Wagner didn't get a glove on. That's into center field to end the game. Absolutely. I do think that. So one ball and no strikes on Chance, the shortstop. He shows Bunny. He's going to get it down. Wagner off the mound. He's got plenty of time. We'll throw to first. It's in time and essentially just an out given up there by Caleb Chance. I get the thought process there, but uh, Renegades will take it. That's essentially a free, out, a free out and now two outs in the bottom of the 11th. It looked almost like he wanted to challenge uh, Wagner's athleticism coming off the mound, but... Uh... You know, a normal outfielder, he uh, he he should know he can move very I well. I don't think Wagner is necessarily the person you want to challenge right there. Right. As Wagner came off the mountain and then had to spin around to see the lefty and still delivered a perfect throw in plenty of times. Now Eastman in with nobody on and two outs. 8-8 ball game, bottom of the 11th. He swings first pitch. That's going to be sent to left, drop in front of Reether, and that's a two-out single as Eastman is now on. That'll be his first hit of the night, his second time on base, and now the go-ahead run once again on base for the Nevada Griffins, it's Eastman on first with two outs. Might not be the worst thing for Wagner here. Be sure is look, it looked like to struggle very much with uh, Mink League pitching here tonight with uh, his first game um, against some college pitchers. So Wagner uh, might not be uh, too upset about the single. 
So now 14 hits for the Griffins. Bashore in has struck out both times. Now faces Wagner, who pumps in a first pitch strike 0 and 1. This is exactly what Wagner's got to do in this spot get ahead of Bashore and force him to expand his strike zone and then send us to the 12th inning. 8 8 ball game. And here comes the 0-1 pitch to Bashore. It's ripped to left field. It's a grab. It's a grab by Imgarden as he leaps into the air to steal it from Bashore. And that's out number three as Imgarden saved what would have been a ball down the left field line. And he used every bit of that frame to jump up and snag that ball from Bashore, who almost had his first hit of the night. Instead, we're off to the 12th. Wagner completes a third inning and keeps it scoreless. We'll be right back for Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi this is nick hoslog owner of hoslog landscape and design every day my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of by focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving jefferson city and the central missouri area thank you for all your continued support and voting us as winners of the reader's choice awards and jefferson city's best multiple years running when you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Taylor Hopkins in to start the 12th inning facing Strobel who's been great in relief through three and a third. Hopkins shows bunt and then pulls it back. It's now going to be I didn't see what call was made as I looked away. It's a ball so one ball and no strikes on Hopkins. Hopkins flew out to right to lead off the 10th inning going back to the red batting gloves so one ball and no strikes. Hopkins shows bunt again. This time he's going to pull it back again, and it just misses low and away. It's now two balls and no strikes. Hopkins, Hopkins getting the benefit of the doubt on these calls right here. Strobel uh, taking an exception to these uh, ball calls right here, uh, expecting strikes. So 2-0 and oh now. Hopkins shows bunt again, pulls it back again, and this time it's missed again. It's now three balls and no strikes on Taylor Hopkins, who's looking to lead off this 12th inning with a base runner so far Strobel has thrown three and a third innings, has walked two, given up two hits and a strikeout, just one unearned run. Hopkins shows bunt, 3-0 pitch. It's going to be a called strike on the outside corner, 3-1. and one. I think if that was called ball four, we may have just seen Strobel walk on off the mound. I agree with that statement. There's three balls and a strike now to Hopkins, starting the 12th, and then we'll go back to the top of the order in Forte and Cole Wagner. 8-8 ball game. This thing has been tied since the ninth inning. 
Hopkins, the shortstop, back into the box. 3-1 pitch from Strobel. Swung on hit in the air to center. Center fielder Martino barely having to move. I don't even think he moved a step. Makes the catch head high for out number one. Nice bounce back there by Strobel to get Hopkins after falling behind 3-0. So that's exactly how the 10th inning started. Hopkins flying out, and then Forte was the next batter. He came up and hit a triple. Hopefully we see the same sort of outcome for the Renegades as... Hopkins is set down on the fly ball. Here's Strobel's first pitch to Forte. It misses outside 1-0. Would not have guessed starting this game we'd see a pitching duel between Strobel and Wagner tonight, but that's exactly what we've got in the extra innings here. It's now one ball and no strikes on Forte. Takes again upstairs. It's now two balls and no strikes on Forte, who tripled, then was left stranded his last time up. He's back in. Nobody on and one out in the top of the 12th. Here's the delivery. Forte takes, and it's 3-0. Strobel has gone 3-0 to back-to-back batters here to start this 12th inning. If Adonis could get on here, it would be a huge benefit to the Renegades to try to push a run across. Wagner waits on deck. 3-0 pitch, taking all the way in a strike at the knees against Forte. So it's now a 3-1 count. Strobel throw behind 3-0 to Hopkins before coming back to get him to fly out. And now three balls and one strike to Forte. Malpe now coaching first base for the Renegades. Bexton still at third, 3-1 pitch. It is on the inside corner. Forte thought he had ball four, but it was called, I should say, Coach Bexton. Sorry about that. So Coach Bexton at third and Brady Maltby, Renegades starter, coaching first. 3-2 count now coming to Forte. He swings, lines it on the ground to second base. Eastman up with it on a couple hops and throws in time to first base. Two up, two down, retired by Strobel here in the 12th inning. He just continues to keep this Nevada team and their pitching staff afloat. I I wonder when possibly Renegades hitters, when they get a 3-0 count, start to think about swinging the bat because Strobel just comes back in every count. It's, uh, it's quite impressive. So now Cole Wagner stepping in, walked each of his last three times up. First pitch from Strobel, he swings and fouls it off 0-1. Wagner had a great at-bat in the 10th inning when he was behind 0-2 with Forte at third base, worked it all the way back and then walked. But unfortunately for the Renegades, right after, Emgarden and Matyshek were both retired to end the inning. So now nobody on it, two outs, 0-1 pitch to Wagner, misses up and now 1-1 one one on the Renegades DH and pitcher. Don't think we, have you seen anyone warming? I don't believe so. So it no. looks like Wagner again for the 12th. Wagner so far tonight has pitched three innings. They're going to try and use him for a fourth. He swings, rips this to right field. That is a fair ball down the line, and it's going all the way to the wall. Wagner makes the turn. He's heading to second. Pickering just gets the ball. Wagner will hold up at second as he rips that baseball just in fair territory. And now a runner in scoring position with two outs for the Renegades, and here comes Imgarden, who's got five RBIs tonight. Happy Wagner stayed at second with Pickering picking that ball up. We've seen his arm. More than a few times tonight. So uh, good decision by the third base coach holding him up and give him a chance to uh, cross the play with the base hitter here. That's the 10th hit of the night for the Renegades. And now Strobel will have to go to work against Imgarden. Strobel struck out Imgarden with Forte at third in the 10th inning. Now Imgarden looking to get some payback and drive ahead the go-ahead run. Strobel can complete his four and a third inning of work. First pitch swing, hit out to shallow center field. Martino coming in. He slows up, and he will make the catch head high for out number three. And the Renegades strand yet another base runner to keep this thing tied 8-8. Eight to, eight. to the bottom of the 12th we go. Cole Wagner back out, just double. Now he's going to head to the mound. We'll see if he can keep things tied. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Riverville Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverville Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverville Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverville Christian Academy, at 573-634-3983. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. New pitcher on for the Renegades as we go to the bottom of the 12th inning, tied 8-8. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel on the Show Me Sports Network. Bryce, I'll let you do a little bit of previewing of who this new pitcher is for the Renegades on the mound. Absolutely. Andrew M. Garden comes in from third. Joe Horschler replaces him at third, and Andrew has one appearance, 4.5 ERA, two innings pitch. So he does have some experience, and he's looking to push this game even farther into the night to give Renegades a shot of making the playoffs here tonight. So that means Cole Wagner will be exiting the game. Herschel replacing him. M. Garden coming to the mound. Now coming in, first pitch delivered by M. Garden is outside. Now one ball and no strikes. First thing I noticed from M. Garden, definitely an uptick in velocity compared to Wagner. So uh, might give the Nevada hitter some trouble here. Top of the order, Martino to lead things off. Looks at another ball now, 2-0. Even if Imgarden gives up the run here and the Renegades take the loss, I don't even think you can really put a whole lot of blame on Imgarden. It's not a guy who's used to pitching in this situation. And when you're in the third, at the bottom of the 12th with not a lot of pitchers, I mean, stuff like this is going to have to happen, and hopefully Imgarden can just get us to the 13th inning. He's peppering it around the zone right now. Cannot get a call just right on the corner, so uh, he needs to make a pitch here. 3-0 to Martino. Don't want to get him on as the first base runner. 3-0 pitch. It's inside. That's a walk, and that's how this bottom of the 12th begins. It's a leadoff base runner for the Nevada Griffins who will send Martino down to first base, bringing up Seth Gray. I think we need to give a huge round of applause to Cole Wagner who really saved the Renegades tonight from the bullpen. Went three innings, struck out two, walked two to go with two hits, but did not give up a single run. And without him, this is a completely different ballgame right now. Cole Wagner keeps doing it time and time again. He is a integral piece to this Renegades team, not only in the field but also pitching. So 8-8 ball game, 14 hits for the Griffins, 10 for the Renegades. And now Gray in with a runner on first and nobody out. 
Emgarn just into the ball game on the mound. Here comes his delivery. Ties that one, finds a strike zone. It's now 0-1. First strike that Emgarn has delivered tonight. So far, Gray has gone pop out, ground out, ground out, but then the last three a lot better. Two RBI double, a single, and a walk. Batting in the two spot tonight. Could help let the uh, Griffins walk things off and keep their playoff hopes alive. 8-8 ball game. Going holds the runner. Martino on it first. He's running pitch inside. Fuller throw down to second base. It's tailing, and that's going to lead to a slide in their safety for Martino. He's now in scoring position with nobody out in a 1-1 count now to Gray. So that'll be a stolen base for Martino. And anyway, a 1-1 count. And now you think with nobody else, do you potentially see Gray try and put a bunt on and move him to third? I think so. Nevada, they've made some questionable bunt decisions tonight, but to not, but right now seems like an uh, easy one for the Nevada coach. Piazza waits on deck. I mean, if you bunt him over with one out, you could potentially win this game without a hit if then Piazza on deck were to put like a sack fly or something along the lines. Renegades obviously hoping not, trying to keep this thing 8-8 eight eight and send it out the at to the 13th. If it does make it that far, it'll be the second time in three days that the Renegades are playing a game in the 13th inning. One ball, one strike count, here's Imgarn's delivery. Gray lined it to right field. Matashek is after it, still running. He leaps, that's over his head, and that's going to go to the wall and end the ball game. Martino comes in to score, finger pointed to the side, to the sky, and Seth Gray has walked this thing off in the bottom of the 12th inning. 9-8, your final score. Gatorade Tub being dumped on the walk-off hero, Seth Gray, as he hits that just very well over the right fielder, Jack Matashek. And after about a four-hour marathon, the Nevada Griffins have ended things tonight. Not only that, keep their playoff hopes alive, so we'll have to wait another day for the Renegades to try and clinch a playoff spot. Absolutely, Nevada, give them credit for coming back into this game when it looked very bleak when it was 7-2. to They kept in it. They're trying to make a playoff push, and the Renegades have got to stop the real, hopefully tomorrow night versus the Bombers. So just one hit allowed by Andrew Imgard, but he gives up the one run and takes the loss. Really not not a whole lot you can blame them for. That's your second or third base. And one of your middle infielders that you're having a pitch in that situation because you're just running out of pitchers, and it leads to a 9-8 final score. 15 hits for the Griffins, 10 for the Renegades. But we've got a long trip back to Jefferson City, so not a whole lot for us. Andrew Imgard, like I said, takes the loss. Strobel, although he had the blown save, also gets the win. And that leads to the Griffins taking back-to-back games against the Renegades. Anything else from you, Bryce, before we wrap up here tonight? Absolutely not. A game with a lot of energy, a lot of uh, lead changes, and a pitching duel there at the end, which uh, was fun to see between Strobel and Wagner. Uh, I'd like to say that Wagner comes and brings it again as uh, not a conventional pitcher, but uh, looks like a Renegades asset here at the end. So. That'll be all from me tonight and look forward to possibly clinching the playoffs tomorrow in Sedalia. Well, like you said, Renegades will travel to Sedalia tomorrow night. Hope you come back with us for that. And thanks so much to whoever stuck with with us for all four hours tonight between the Renegades and the Griffins. A great game no matter the result. And the Renegades will now wrap things up and head back home looking to snap what is now a five-game losing streak. For Bryce Creasel, I'm Ben Schmidt. Thanks so much for listening in tonight. Enjoy what is left of the last hour or so of your Tuesday evening. And we'll see you tomorrow night on the Show Me Sports Network. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your evening.
You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent.